Another edition of 99 Questions. I am your host, Bob Buell. This is, of course, an oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people, interesting questions. And join with me today, uh, a legend in the game, the Brooklyn Militia himself, A.J. Moser. A.J., how are you today, sir? Well, it's an honor to finally be here, and it is an honor by the premise of the podcast to imply to be an interesting person so it's right there in the intro so it's got to be true legally Mm -hmm. like (laughs) well uh thank you so much for joining i really really appreciate it um and uh yeah we got all these questions got a whole friggin list of them here you're gonna ask me questions on this podcast at least one oh no we're we're gonna start (laughs) with one and then just see how it rolls from there (laughs) i i don't think i was properly uh warned about this experience I did not set this up well. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, boy. Uh, but uh, we got some grand rules, some terms and conditions, if you will. Uh, grand rule number one, you could take as much time or as little time as you need to answer uh, at least one of these questions. Uh, if a yes or no suffice, give me a yes or no. If a short story about your life helps us get a better understanding of that answer, I want to hear that story. Uh, grand rule number two, there's nothing wacky and gotcha here. But if you want to pass on something, we can pass. This isn't 60 minutes. I'm not grilling you here. Uh, and ground rule number three, despite the name of the show being 99 questions, uh, there might be a follow-up. There might be one off the cuff. Uh, several of these explicitly are not questions. I didn't even put a question mark at the end of some of them. Uh, they're just the prompts. Uh, let's not get too literal. Uh, We're going to find out. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to. We certainly will. Uh but the first of those non-questions, AJ, are you ready? Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. I actually have a short story to tell about oh. that. Yeah. Well, so today's June 7th. It's 7.14 p.m. Eastern time. I'm on the 99 podcasts, you know, <laughs> 99 questions podcast. And here we are. So, you know, we're getting into it now. Love it. I love it. I love the timestamp. I love it's all there. <laughs> it's embossed forever. Uh, question number one. What's the perfect breakfast? Oh, the perfect breakfast for me is, um, well, you know, all conditions included. So I'm going to give you like the weather uh, and the time of day and whatnot, because this this matters yeah. to me. Um, so it's going to be a nice uh, late spring into early summer day where we're talking like, I won't even, I won't get too specific. Uh, it's It's high 60s, let's say. Um, and it's not super sunny. It's like a little bit cloudy, but still nice to be outside. You could be wearing like a sweater or a long sleeve shirt. And what I'm going to have uh, is a large, hot black coffee, delicious, uh, a medium roast, nothing too dark, nothing too light. And uh, I'm going to have an everything bagel mm-hmm. toasted with a little cream cheese uh, with some locks and some capers on that bad boy. And I'm going to demolish all of that in about five minutes flat. And of course, I'm going to be sitting outside, maybe a nice glass of OJ to, to wash it all down. But that's the perfect breakfast. This is the most tri-state area answer I've <laughs> ever you know heard I had to, You know I had to show up. <laughs> I adore everything about that. 
a hoodie and shorts weather. That's what I call that exact scenario you yes, laid sir. out. Yes, sir. Get a nice bagel from the shop around the corner. Everyone has one. You know it's there. So mm-hmm. just turn the corner and it's there. Great. I love it. It's a breakfast you can eat with one hand, you know, the bagel at least. And then, you know, because it's it's Saturday morning. I left that out. I'm catching Pokemon. I'm playing Pokemon Go with the other hand, baby. <laughs> That's the perfect breakfast for me. Oh, boy. That's how I live my life. I love it. Gotta catch them all. Uh, question two. Who's the coolest dude? You know, this is going to be a short answer and we're going to have to move on. Legally, oh. I'm contractually obligated to say Blake Hester. Next question. Oh, my. Two... <laughs> two-time champion for coolest dude that's right. unbelievable that's, it's it's you know uh, give me a couple of years when the ndas run up and i can talk about why and you know the backstory for that but let's just at this moment in time i've got to say blake hester that's fair that's fair uh question number three steak chicken or fish for me personally as a pescatarian it's gonna be fish um mm. but Nothing against steak. I've liked a good steak in my day, but I'm going to get it on the record here that a chicken breast is kind of a gross slab of meat, IMO. I uh, got real sick of those bad boys. And especially when you're trying to like bulk up on proteins. I don't know. There there are lots of things you can do to a chicken breast, and I'm sure there are good ones out there. Uh, My preferred chicken delivery system uh, would be the wing, you know, a nice buffalo wing again. New York icon, as Hell it were. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going, you're taking the staunchly fish uh, stance here. A hundred percent, yeah. For okay. for the last four plus years of my life, it's been just fish. Nice, very nice. Uh, question four: best gift you've ever gotten? Oh, the best gift I have ever gotten. Mm-hmm. We cut. We come at you with the hardballs here. You know? I, I'm just like recounting all of the gifts. Well, I've got a recent one, I suppose. That, and they say the best gifts are the gifts that you give themselves. You you give yourself. Excuse me. Mm. Um, but for my birthday this year, I was upstate uh, in New York, in Woodstock, and I decided to get myself a little tattoo of a duck here on my arm. And I oh, love sick. I love looking at this little guy all day, every day. Um, so. You know, I feel like it technically was given to me via uh, ink and needle and my own blood seared into my skin. So it was a gift. Uh, it was just something that I had organized and paid for already. Still get judges. They're going to count it. Oh, they're going to count because they were really like they were standing up during that. And I was the worried. Swiss judge did not did not allow it. But majority <laughs> takes it. So we're going to go with that. Uh, question five. Best gift you've ever given best gift i've ever given i mean come on my presence my glowing personality everywhere i show up i consider that a gift <laughs> my presence is my present that's right <laughs> modern philosophy at work perfect perfect uh question six what did you want to do for a living when you were a kid oh man that's something that goes through uh stages actually like uh initially well, when I was a youngster, I think the first aspiration I ever had was to be a paleontologist because I was wow. big into dinosaurs um, and watched Jurassic Park and was like, look at all those people standing around in the desert, just like digging up bones with a toothbrush. That's such a cool and viable career option. Um, yeah. And I don't know when exactly like nihilism crept into my 
four or five year old brain, but I realized that like people don't kind of, it's not that we found them all, but we sort of, it's a, um, it's a profession that is fading out of uh, luster, believe it or not. Yeah. It's a finite job for sure. Yeah. There can only be so many until they're just like, well, this is just a town now. It's probably not under here. And if there is, we're not going to dig it up. So, <laughs> um, but on my bookshelf next to all of the dinosaur books were books about, uh, the underwater and and fish and whales and dolphins and whatnot so then i thought oh i'll be a like a marine biologist or something or a deep sea diver then i watched another steven spielberg movie called jaws and realized that i'm terrified of sharks and the open water and the ocean and so i talked myself out of that one as well um and i don't want to know where these pretensions crept in but then i decided i wanted to be an author a writer which you know who can say uh in its modern sensibilities, the written word is alive and at large. I still do write things for a living sometimes. It's just not exactly what I had imagined. So I'd like to say in some some perverted sense of the word, I've made it. I fulfilled that dream. You did it. You, you <laughs> reached for the what you reached for the moon and land among the stars. What some yep. elementary school poster? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I'm sure if I went back and explained what my job is to my uh, you know childhood self he would have a lot of things to say like what's instagram what's twitter and what's facebook it's 1995 just buy bitcoin don't yeah. worry about anything else just tell him oh, to buy boy. bitcoin <laughs> the back to the future scenarios there that's all you need mm-hmm. uh question seven what's the largest animal you can beat in a fight the largest animal that i could beat in a fight See, trick question, because there are a lot of small animals that are very scrappy. And so it's not like a completely binary scale where someone taps out in in size of um, in terms of size, I should oh, say. Oh, absolutely. I, I've got an idea here now. Um, I'm thinking a giraffe because Ooh. they got those big, long necks, big, tall legs. Got to be kind of easy to trip and just really embarrass. So... <laughs> I would hog tie one of those bad boys and call it a day. It would be very simple. I would use human ingenuity. Yeah, ATAT to, style to wrap them up like an ATAT. Yes, yeah, sir. that's the way to go. Very top heavy. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think you're onto something there. And a question I didn't have to ask, but we just got an answer uh, to the age old question: ATAT or at at? Just want this on the record too. It's it's ATAT. It's ATAT. Yeah, come, come on. on now. It, that's from the same school of thought as saying SNES. Come on. I, I say SNES though. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to cancel <laughs> this interview. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like my letters, you know, I, what can I say? I guess it would be SNES. So I, I feel like I actually say them both. I'm fluid in that regard. Okay. I think I, I do that with GIF and JIF. I don't know. People ask me and they're like, it's got to be one or the other, bro. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just how I woke up that morning. It's... Wow. I'm staunchly GIF. Wow. I say JIF. Okay. It'll be the day I die. <laughs> You got to put your foot down on something. I respect that. You got to. Question eight. Who's someone you look up to? Somebody that I look up to. uh, These days, topical on the top of my mind. um, Michelle Zahner, the, Hmm. uh, at this point, multi-generational talent. Um, She is the singer and writer uh, of Japanese Breakfast, the band. And she just put out a memoir Mm. called Crying in H-Mart this year and is doing the soundtrack for the upcoming game Sable. Someone with just an incredible, you know, work ethic who's making really 
meaningful and impactful art. Uh, and I just have so much admiration and respect for what it is that she does. It's one of those rare, honestly, sadly rare instances where the first time I listened to her first record, I was just like, there's so much talent and inspiring stuff here. Like this is a, this is an artist who deserves the world's largest stage. And it's been really wonderful to see all of the acclaim and all of the, you know, attention that's come her way, obviously all well-deserved. And so, yeah, I consider her a huge inspiration. That's unbelievable. Yes, absolutely. Uh, question nine. What's the first album you bought with your own money? Lincoln Park's Meteora. Classic. Nice. Great, great record to this day. Um, I was watching a lot of Naruto AMVs on the internet, and that's how I got exposed to uh, Lincoln Park. There was a good fight set to Breaking the Habit, and I said, I got to have this in my life. There is still a very specific Evanescence song that I will always have linked in my mind to a Metal Gear Solid 2 AMV that I got from LimeWire, and it is just, those wires are crossed in my brain, and I can never disconnect them. That it's, is, uh, it's, it's funny the way uh, human brains work sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic uh, first album. Fantastic. Uh, question 10. What's your go-to karaoke song? My go-to karaoke song is Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen because um, mm. it's a slow build. It's a barn burner and you really just get to bring the house down as it were. I, I get a, say, yeah. sometimes if it's a kind of, there's a lot of, or, you know, there used to be when um, there wasn't a, a global pandemic, but there were a lot of sort of just like open call walk-in karaoke bars here in Brooklyn. Uh, and I, you know, love to frequent those. And sometimes the the vibe in the room would not be ready for my howling <laughs> Bruce Springsteen impression. But let me tell you what, they got it anyway. Uh, I'll, I'll even give you a second answer here too, because oh, I, I Miss You by Blink-182 is a great, uh, you know, duet mm. option. You can kind of keep yourself, if you're me, keep yourself tap, you know, in the corner to be tapped in and do the Tom DeLonge parts because I do a, a killer Tom DeLonge impression. Well, I hope that comes up in a, about... 80 or so questions because there is an impression question but okay. uh, that uh, excellent choices all around um uh number 11 what's the last song you listen to the last song that i listened to i could probably pull it up on my spotify here and see what we were midway through um once again i'll say it again how is this question not sponsored by spotify, spotify is that what, yeah throw us some bucks here <laughs> come on now it gets a click every time i ask it it was oh yes i was making my way through uh deaf heaven's 2018 album ordinary corrupt human love uh, and i was on the track mm. glint which has a nice atmospheric black metal instrumental to it so that's the one. Oh, that sounds pretty sick what's the name of the band one more time deaf heaven um they're like what? a dreamy black metal band um that put out a really kind of acclaimed record called sunbather that is uh a i have as a i have the album art as a flag draped over my desk right now just behind my computer monitors uh but they're one of my favorite bands and they just announced a new record today so i was in getting in the mood wow very cool uh question 12 what's a band or musical artist do you want to hear more from want to hear more from joanna newsome baby uh mm. my queen my god my woman the <laughs> the light of my life um i understand that good art takes time and she's got a very like 
you know, something I respect, like a not reclusive, but a sort of has a very clear delineation between public and private life. And I love that for her, but also uh, Miss Newsom, the streets are hungry, please a new record. I would love it. I need those. I need those harp chords in my ears now. Get on it, Newsom. You know, you know. Uh, 13. What's a song that brings the most emotion out of you? Um, this is a question that's probably changed a lot over the years and whatever kind of mood you'd catch me in. Um, but the one that comes right to the top of my head is uh, LCD Sound Systems, All My Friends, which is just a very, like, happy and upbeat instrumental but a very it's not like an overtly sad song but it's got just such a sort of uh sense of nostalgia and i think a universal relatability in terms of just uh people aging and changing and things by just nature of the world moving on and having to you know live in the moment and not realize that the good days uh are you know when you're living in them are moving beyond you yeah very poetic and very true very true uh 14 favorite music video oh man wow my favorite music video of all time all time baby gosh i know oof i know that there's one i should be screaming (laughs) easily right now and i just can't it's not not coming to me so let me think of some good ones that i've seen recently i'll have to like publicly address this when i remember what it was um i think that this isn't my favorite whatsoever but it's one that's really notable and i think you know more people should just go revisit it um when we were doing our butt rock retrospective on the indie heads podcast i had the chance to share um the video for citizen soldier by three days down three doors down sorry which i remember seeing in the theater before like a transformers movie or something and that music video is just shameless uh united states military propaganda and it's really funny how it's this like anthemic butt rock song that is like charting some sort of wolverine-esque soldier as he fights through all of the wars in united states history um and they actually printed this on film and like mailed it around to theaters across the country to play in front of films and yeah yeah that's uh i mean it it's a good one so it it is by no means my favorite but it's the music video that i'm thinking about right now i like it i like disclaimer parody (laughs) i am seeing uh next to the question it says asterisk uh the correct answer is dragula by uh let's go uh close but yeah (laughs) uh when satan gets in the passenger seat that song rocks uh, I'd be burning through those ditches. Let me tell you what. Oh, baby. <laughs> that You put that song on when you're on a highway. That has a whole new meaning to it. Uh, 15. Got a million dollars, but you have to donate it all to charity. What charity is it going to? Hmm. 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 Great questions. Um, whew, let's think here. Probably these days... Um, something like the sunrise movement who are doing a lot to protect this here planet and make sure that our environment doesn't get more screwed up than it currently is. Uh, We are running out of time to do that. And if I had a million dollars, that's something I would try and do. A noble cause to be sure. I love it. Uh, 16 favorite holiday. 
my favorite holiday is Halloween uh, because October is my favorite month of the year. And what other holiday gives you an excuse to just kick back and watch some of the greatest cinema ever made for an entire month? Uh, Wear cool costumes. I love it because you just see skeletons, ghouls, goblins, ghosts, all that sort of stuff for a full month leading up to Halloween. And Halloween is one of those holidays that doesn't have, like the day after Halloween isn't just sort of like a waste of a day. You know what I mean? It's November 1st. It's a new month. We're in it. New month, perfect weather, usually. Usually that perfect autumn weather. And uh, the thing to, the thing about Halloween to me is it's generational. When you're a kid, you love it for the candy. When you're college, you love it for the drinking. When it's like 20s, 30s, 40s, you love it for the, the scary movies and whatnot. It's like it, it brings something to the table for everybody. Tell you what, I'm 26 and I love it for all three of those things at the oh. exact same time. Putting it into my eyes, <laughs> mouth, and other part of my mouth. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. They- <laughs> So most of those have different orifices, but yes, I get what you're what you're putting down here. Uh, Seventeen. What's your go-to drink? We might have gotten this earlier. What's your go-to drink when you walk into a coffee shop? Maybe it's a it's a black coffee. Uh, you know, I, I got nothing wrong with the hot coffee today. The day we're talking about, it's ninety degrees here in Brooklyn. I'm drinking a cold brew. I'm grabbing a cold brew, and I'll even I'll go a little bit further. These days, I've been trying to broaden my horizons expand my palate Mm. uh my my sort of this is like my afternoon order now because what i usually do um i'm a filthy human being and when i wake up in the morning i just feel gross and so i immediately need to shower and then i don't feel awake at all until after i've had a shower and i make myself some black coffee uh shouts out to chemex they could sponsor me if they wanted to i'm always advocating for their brand and their drip filters um but (laughs) So I like to drink myself a little half pot of Chemex uh, drip black coffee in the morning. But then, you know, if I'm going out and about around town, I want to have another coffee, but I don't want to stay awake all night. So my order these days, I'm grabbing an iced latte with oat milk because it's got a little, it's, you know, a bit more substance to it. It's not just straight up caffeine hitting the bloodstream. Uh, And those are tasty. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, 18. Spell the word gray see now like i'm I, i'm doing it in my head and so for me it's going to be g-r-e-y oh okay yeah which not always um but i don't know why i think that g-r-a-y feels more like the name version of it mm. have you ever had anyone give you g-r-a-e g-r-a-e yeah Oh man, no, I haven't. That sounds like some Magic the Gathering card or something. Exactly. Like, yeah, I was going to say some funky. Pre- well, it sounds like none of your guests have been pretentious, <laughs> except for Blake Hester. Yeah. Maybe one or two. I'm not mm-hmm. going to name names. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen. <laughs> uh, What's your prized possession? What is my prized possession? Um. I hold my record collection very near and dear to my heart, which is more like hundreds of prized possessions, but I really enjoy just sitting on the floor and looking at it uh, because, you know, it's nice to have physical media where you can conjure the time where you bought it, the place where you bought it, the like headspace that you were in. 
I have like, you know, an Angel Olsen record that I always think about how I got a parking ticket uh, when I was picking up that record <laughs> or like uh, this Brian Eno album that I found uh, I'd been looking for for years and I finally found at a random record store like Ann Arbor, Michigan uh, when I was on vacation. I just like, uh, you know, that's how I treat a lot of my physical media um, books and, and films and whatnot. I like to hold them in my hands so that I can keep part of that tactile experience of uh, entertainment consumption around. Because I think in this day and age, it's very easy to just inundate yourself with those sorts of things and have no tangible relationship to the things that you are engaging with. And I think it's really important to try and not lose that in some fashion. That's why I love going to the movies as much as I can because it's you know a concerted effort and you've got a financial investment in sitting there and enjoying the film uh, any any uh, any dickhead with a keyboard can sit on the computer and torrent hundreds of hours of film and just you know passively consume it in the background and then get on letterboxd and tell you that it's kind of sus you <laughs> gave this movie five stars dude it's pretty shitty and I can retort with my emotional backstory and involvement uh, so I'm superior in that fashion absolutely you are yes I mean that's that's such a great uh reasoning though like you're you're the, the tactile nature of it the physical nature of it you immediately have a even if it's a, a drop of nostalgia, you have a, a piece of nostalgia for something as you're in it. Mm -hmm. Whereas no one has a nostalgia for like, yeah, I purchased, you know, four ninety nines worth of gems in Clash Royale. And boy, <laughs> boy, am I glad about it. I'll never forget that day. It's oh, like, yeah. No, it's just the, it's like my favorite. My favorite microtransaction. It's a question <laughs> you'll be asking in a, in a decade or two. Like, <laughs> Grandpa, what was, what was your favorite? favorite loot box? Yeah. Oh, back in my day, before the Overwatch lawsuit, let me tell you what yeah, you could buy. They were, it was purple and orange till the cows came home. Let me tell you what. None of this blue and green nonsense. <laughs> my dancing reaper took them all to shame. <laughs> all of them. Uh, <laughs> question 20. Are you competitive? Hmm. I would say no, but I've hmm. been... Over the past year, I've been getting a lot into online games. And no, you know what? I'm going to say I'm not competitive, even though I do like to play like online stuff. I'm really kind of just hanging out. I play a lot of Warzone, play a lot of Fortnite, played a lot of Apex, Rocket League, uh, yeah. Final Fantasy, PvP, competitive Pokemon. The mo Probably the most competitive I've ever been uh, has been for Pokemon or Halo. I've said this before, too. Ooh. Halo brings the toxicity right out of me. Got to watch out uh, for this November when or they have well, not said november whatever yeah. it's gonna be fingers crossed please when this um, 20xx date yeah. please god um when halo infinite drops there's no way i'm making it out without uh <laughs> some heated gamer moments nothing too bad but you know i gotta i gotta really you know i just immediately slip back to the mentality of a 13 year old boy happens to the best of us uh <laughs> uh 21 do you consider golf a sport yeah, and I consider it the shittiest sport. I'm done with hearing about golf. I, what a waste of space. What a just, what a nonsense sport that is. No offense to the people who play golf. I know a lot of people who, who love golf in my personal life. You couldn't, you couldn't pay me to hit the back nine or whatever. Amen, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay inside and play a hundred more hours of Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> That's the way to go. Uh, 22. Have you ever played 
any sports. Oh yeah. I've, uh, I, yeah, you know, I, I tried them all out. I dated around when I was a, a boy. Um, <laughs> and I think I was talking about this with some friends the other day. The one that I really connected the most to was baseball. I think as a sport, I kind of enjoy the narrative of it. Um, and the kind of the, the inherent competition and, and teamwork in that. But when I was playing baseball as a youngster, uh, I was crippled by the fear of being hit by a baseball. And so I had to stop playing baseball. Um, I was a swimmer uh, for most of my life, oh. uh, a long distance swimmer. So wow. just alone with your thoughts underwater for hours and hours at a time. But I also played water polo in high school, which is a really fun sport that doesn't get enough attention. IMO. Now, this is purely ignorance on my own part, but is water polo when you get on the shoulders of another person and just kind of <laughs> knock them off? Or am I thinking of something different? This no, is... you're actually not allowed to get on another person's shoulders. Um, it's, it's basically, let's think, it's basically soccer, except you're in the water. And so you have to use your hands, but you also have to be using your feet to stay above the water. So a lot of oh. water polo is just sitting in one position and treading water watching Waiting. people come at you with oh. yeah because you're not allowed to touch the floor of the pool in water polo so usually they're pretty deep but part of the you know the strategy in it is when you get to the shallow end uh you want to try and like dunk other people and it's pretty violent honestly i have some scars oh, wow. on my body because people will sharpen their toenails and then oh. like slash at you under the water um, wow it's brutal yeah the <laughs> the dirty chess of water polo holy cow yeah it's dangerous stuff i it sounds it that's awesome uh 23 favorite sport to watch um pokemon no i I do like uh i can i can appreciate like a handful of football games a year when there's some nice narrative behind it i like college football a lot uh just because that was beaten to me during college where I, I went to a lot of football games and there was a lot of camaraderie and solidarity yeah. around that um and you know i think the stories there are cooler than the nfl where everybody's pretty uh, corrupt and and <laughs> filthy rich so yep. yeah That's, yeah fantastic uh 24 theme parks hell yeah nice. i'm trying to get to that star wars land as soon as it's safe i've been i have a buddy of mine we always talk about yeah living there <laughs> i've heard uh, one of my coworkers. the last thing he did before uh like you know everything shut down was he went to star wars world or whatever awesome, it's called yeah. but like his uh, nieces, galaxy's edge galaxy's edge set on the planet course. batu yes Ooh. of course oh, they've written books set like in the uh canonical in-universe Oh, place wow. where the theme park is oh there's a lot of, i'm i'm ready to go you know i'm on I the did, next flight i learned today they have action figures star wars action figures based purely on the rides and the droids from galaxy's edge That's nowhere right. else in the canon they, they just exist there yeah they they had to introduce coca-cola into the star wars canon because oh. they sell like all of the food and beverages <laughs> in the uh, like like coca-cola has a wikipedia page let me pull it up right now oh they, the, the cans actually look really cool um they're like these little red orbs with uh our Ar- arubesh text on them here you go here's that, that link is... coming in hot for you i cannot wait let me see this thing 
Coca-Cola was, was a yes. carbon. Well, a lot of people forget Galaxy long time, long ago. time ago. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. That is a pretty sick bottle, I got to say. It almost looks like a plasma grenade, but Coca-Cola themed. They did a great job. I think yeah. actually I was reading something that there's like backlash to the how everything, because they were very staunch at first about the Star Wars theme park, like being truly authentic and set in the Star Wars universe. And so the menu was like all things that would be producible and feasible for the universe and people are had like started to complain that they were just like can i just get like a fucking cheeseburger or something (laughs) i don't know and so they're like they're loosening their restrictions on what the um what the canonical implications of the theme park are probably fair yeah i mean i i I get both sides of the coin there but you know at the end of the day like you're there with you know five screaming kids or something it's just like come on man <laughs> just no like... honey they're out of uh wookie tenders today <laughs> um they they also just opened like a marvel park i guess and the food oh. court there I'm, i wonder how long this is gonna last the food court there is like um pim laboratory themed and so it's like a bunch of ant-man themed oh. foods and so like one of the things they do is like it's a burger or a chicken sandwich, but they shrunk the bun. So it's just a giant piece of chicken, fried chicken with like two tiny little slider <laughs> buns like, of, and like a toothpick through it. And I respect that they're going for, but you could probably just like put one of those on display in the food court and be like, this is what you're eating. Because when people are eating in the, the theme <laughs> And they're just ripping a court. full yeah, piece of chicken. Yeah. They just want sustenance so they can stand in those sweltering hot lines for four hours. <laughs> yeah, like I conceptually really like theme parks but the standing in line of it all which i'm sure you know i'm not the first to say it but what's up with like how have we not come on now yeah it feels like that's like 90s problems that we should have figured out by now Mm -hmm. uh i mean the only time i've only been to disney once and it was in january and the longest line i ever had to stay in was 15 minutes because it's the middle of winter everywhere else but florida it's a nice balmy 71 so like no one was there and it was absolutely perfect but then i hear other people's stories where it's like yeah i want to go on space mountain so obviously we had to sit there for four hours and i'm like jesus what did you bring like the last nine harry potters or something to Uh, (laughs) tide you over until we went to i went to universal with my family when i was in like high school when they opened the harry potter park or whatever it was and my parents were just like we're just gonna wake up like early and go there right when they open and just go like get right on the line or something for the big harry potter ride that you know had the five or six hour lines yeah and we waited for like half an hour at 7 a.m or whatever it was but i rode that the cool harry potter ride or whatever yeah Um, and then actually like less than a year later i went to japan and we had like a i was doing a, a program with my school and we had a day off so a bunch of kids wanted to go to universal japan and i was like sure that's fun and it was a really strange situation because it's like identical to the universal orlando as if it was just picked up and placed over there in japan now obviously like the people walking around look different and like some signs have different text on them but it was like eerie to just be like they got this down to a formula and just completely recreated it except for one section which had a bunch of like, you know, Japan exclusive exhibits and stuff. So there was like an Attack on Titan ride and a Neon Genesis Evangelion ride and a big gallery full of a bunch of monster hunter creatures. And so that was super fun. Also, 
a thing. I don't know if this is still true about the Japan Universal, but they had the Jaws ride, even though the Jaws ride had been closed at the Universal Orlando one. So I was bummed that I didn't get to do it when I went to Universal Orlando. And that's why I went to Japan so I could ride the Jaws ride at Universal (laughs) um, Japan. It was clearly one of my best ideas. That's unbelievable. Yes. I mean, you got to ride that Jaws ride. That's That's a legendary ride. Wow. Very cool. Uh, 25. Dubbed the Ron Bennington after famous radio personality. You're standing in a wrestling ring and a wave of nine-year-olds, a random mix of boys and girls, are coming down to the ring to fight you. How many nine-year-olds could you beat in this fight? How many are there? Uh, that's, that is the question. Come How on. many? If If X are coming down to the ring to fight you, you can beat x number of them but x plus one you're probably gonna lose this is gonna look like that scene in watchmen where they try and jump rorschach uh on the the meal line mm-hmm. and he dumps the burning oil on the guy and Fry says, oil. yeah you don't understand uh i'm not trapped in here with you you're trapped in here with me <laughs> so as many nine-year-olds want to cross that ring uh but it's gonna be it's gonna be arms and legs it's gonna be fists and feet just flying in a circle I I love it. You're taking on all comers. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, I've I've watched uh, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith an unhealthy amount of time, so I know like I know the best tactics. I know the best strategies. Those younglings don't have a chance. Oh no, they're going to be seeing some security footage. Let me tell you what. <laughs> uh, perfect. Uh, Twenty six. It's a game you know you can win. What does AJ stand for? Is a thing. People try and get one up on me and I say, mm. take a guess. And I don't think anyone ever has gotten it right on the first try. My goodness. People can get my first name pretty easily. Like it's surprising to me how quickly people can get my first name. But for some reason, my middle name always trips people up. And I feel like it is not an uncommon middle name. Like there, there's, there are no dirty tricks. It's just, I think people psych themselves out um and try so i i invite the listener at home actually to play along Ooh. with this game and we'll see if i was right um okay. people who know obviously sh- shut up um <laughs> but we're playing th- uh, this is you know call me the jigsaw killer because we're going to play a little game uh with the listeners at home so you think of what aj stands for mm-hmm. and we're going to count three two, two one, one and i'm going to tell you it's andrew jeffrey and you're going to go, ah, I guessed Andrew Jason or Andrew Justin or Andrew James. Andrew James is what I had. Yeah, yeah that's a common one. <laughs> Andrew Jeffrey. Yeah. It's my dad's name. Um, it's I, I would love to say I was named after uh, Young Thug's 2017 mixtape Jeffrey. But unfortunately, that's a few years too late. Uh, we can, uh, every day we stray farther from so-and-so, whatever the phrase is. Uh, yes. Uh 27 what topic can you discuss the most what topic can i discuss the most categorically like the longest the most back and forth discussions what like there's a lot to this question Mm, that's a good point i would say if yeah if back and forth discussion if you were to uh, sit down at a at a at a wedding Hmm. and you're sitting across the table from someone and they go hey do you like blank 
and you're you have the most enthusiastic yes and can have a, an hour-long conversation immediately following this this question what would that what would that topic be hmm wow like i i'm i consider myself a passionate person but there's not one thing that i'm just like oh my god i'll go uh, you know my uh my interests fluctuate over time and so i get of course big into uh a certain thing and whatnot i mean star wars i could go for i could go on star wars for for days at a time pokemon the things that you know i've already brought up multiple times in this episode (laughs) uh the metal gear solid timeline hideo koji the works of hideo kojima let's let's pick that one um unless they try to talk to me about uh Thing he made before metal gear that i can't even remember the name of uh, police knots or something Some, yeah that one i'd be yeah. like uh, i didn't play it <laughs> i know merrill's in it that's all i need to know yeah uh but yeah i got a i got a pretty solid chunk of my bookshelf i have metal i gear have books. i have the same i have the same collection yeah the uh the art of by dark horse those yoji shinkawa drawings are out of control oh baby i it's one of my one of my finest books on there i love it uh 28 favorite place you visited favorite place i've visited japan rules japan is fantastic um and i like switzerland a lot when i visited there too just idyllic you know alps mountain countryside number one on the list though (gasps) gonna be a surprise Duluth, Minnesota. Wow. Just that, like that was a left field right there. Fascinated by everything going on there. It feels like a town that like spirited away style stops existing when you leave it. It is just <laughs> this big, not big, small little city built up on like a hill that just faces out into the immensity of the Great Lakes. And uh, I went up there when i was interning at game informer living in minneapolis for a little bit and my parents came to visit uh for a couple of days and we decided to get out of the city and drove up there and me and my dad went to this like beer tasting festival or whatever that was they had a bunch of big like viking ships and there were just a bunch of breweries that were doing beer tastings and you just walked around in this big field surrounded by big boats and then there was just this large lake there and i was like how is how does this place exist this it's a place where like i don't know what happens in duluth minnesota aside from like the shipping industry but it had me rethinking my life of being like should i become a sort of nautical crewman uh just so i can enjoy these sites for the rest of my my days it's it seems like a solid idea quite frankly that that sounds amazing i'd love to retire there if we lived in an economic Mm. system that allowed people still to retire yeah i don't i don't think that's gonna be much of an option but we'll see fingers crossed again whatever the dogecoin baby let's have that (laughs) let's have that skyrocket again right that's a good maybe uh 29 what's your catchphrase Hmm. i think a lot of people call me out for is saying howdy as a like default greeting you're not from the south you're not even from like the west you're from you were born in new jersey and you're from michigan uh (laughs) but if i see someone a stranger uh, a long time acquaintance if i'm hopping on a zoom call you're getting a howdy if you're a, a close personal acquaintance you're getting a howdy brother Ooh, um, i like it and i I'm don't a, discriminate yeah i'm a heavy howdier I, I i'm in the same boat i got no problem with it new jersey boy myself maybe there's something in the water yeah i get. i guess it's like it feels like a more uh congenial greeting because it is like derived from how do you do and so rather than just mm. saying like hello i acknowledge you 
what I'm saying, shorthand is like, hey, what's up? Yeah. And it's shorter than, hey, what's up? <laughs> I, I think it's got a lot of good uses. I'm, By like I'm a whole syllable. It. Yeah. Who's got time for all these syllables these days? And those are important. Mm-hmm. Uh, question 30. What's the best costume or cosplay you've ever worn? Oh, man. I told the story on, on a game query, but I, I handmade a Link costume from The Legend of Zelda uh, when I was a, a tot in Catholic <laughs> school. And I remember that we did like a Halloween thing where they took us to a nursing home and we like hung out with the old people but we were all in costumes and they thought i was like a a celtic fairy or something because no none of the elderly (laughs) people knew who link from the legend of zelda was um so that one was pretty good i also i was like a a sort of creative little kid in that i like to like come up with cool halloween costumes that only i thought were like good um so amazing yes one one year i went as billy mays for halloween looked like a big fake beard and everything and people were like uh, are you like tim allen from home improvement and i was like i'm um, the guy on the commercial on the tv yeah, seen on tv guys. yeah yeah and they're like all right here's a, a butterfinger get out of here beat it kid yeah <laughs> instead of before you sell us i like i didn't oven. i didn't have any of the like the billy mays products i just thought that like his <laughs> beard and uh nondescript button-down blue shirt were <laughs> iconic and then so i like I don't know. Maybe I made a name tag that was like, hi, I'm Billy May. <laughs> so people would stop asking. Oh, I love that. Uh, 31. Have you had anything named after you? Hmm. No, I don't think so. Maybe like the AJ Moser special when you do something cool in a video game and I'm playing with the fellas and they go, oh, the AJ Moser special. Like when I, uh, <laughs> jump out of the plane too late in war zone and just get fall right into the ocean but nothing i'm <laughs> proud of yeah that's the aj moses special. that's the aj moser special i like it uh 32 hobby you've dedicated the most time to hashtag gaming baby it's mm-hmm. gotta be um you know what it is that's a home run right there absolutely uh 33 who's a celebrity you've had a crush on who is a celebrity I've had a crush on? Uh, look, let's just, let's go straight. Let's jump straight to number one. Uh, I forgot her name. Uh, the, the, she plays uh, Natalie Dormer. She plays Marjorie on Game of Thrones. Uh, uh, sets my heart a flutter. Let me tell you what. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, 34. What's the strangest job you've ever had? My first job in high school was like a contract landscaper, except I wasn't really like hired by anybody. And it was kind of just me. And I would drive my car to places that someone told me to. And then they would pay me in cash. And I would just like stand out there listening to a bunch of Radiohead and chopping weeds and then going home for the day it was just strange i was like is this how having a job works and it's not at all <laughs> it's true but hey it's uh you know gets uh, some of that disposable income early on nothing wrong yeah. with it uh 35 book you'd recommend the world to read book i'd recommend the world to read i'm looking at it right now in the reflection oh. of my screen uh 
Suzanne Clark's Piranesi is probably my favorite book from last year, which is this pretty ominous and cryptic little fantasy novel that you start out thinking it's this one, you know, it's the kind of book where you're reading it and you're really compelled and captivated by everything that's happening. And then you start to go like, where is this set? And when is this set? And what is going on? Uh, Very good, you know, kind of like ambient uh, scene dressing. And then, yeah, it's got a great central mystery and great characters. And it's like a nice tight 200 odd pages. And I basically like cranked it out in a weekend and just was like utterly impressed by it. Wow. Fantastic. It's tr- truly singular is what I'll say about it. Like I've never read a book quite like it. Wow. High praise. Uh, 36. What's a movie that always makes you laugh? A movie that always makes me laugh. Uh, Pop star, never stop, never stopping. Uh, an iconic film, like uh, immensely underrated. Yeah, yeah. Like blows my mind how we just don't talk about that movie as a society every day. Similarly, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, like how that movie came out and then Bohemian Rhapsody still won Oscars. I will never comprehend <laughs> that movie is such a like you should not make like music by bi- traditional music biopics after Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. And yet they still try. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, a, a, a lot of that similar vein of, of Walk Hard, Pop Star, Hot Rod. Yeah. I think are, are like the Lonely Island classics. Criminally underrated. Absolutely mm-hmm. criminal. Uh, 37. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Suicide Squad was really bad. <laughs> Awful. I had a miserable time watching that in the theater. Uh, but I've never been more angry at a movie than uh, when I saw Now You See Me, which is like the magician movie that Leo Vader made an excellent deconstruction of. Yeah. But that movie is like fine. And then the ending is such a fuck you to the audience. <laughs> I was just so like incomprehensibly angry at that movie for everything it tried to do yeah yeah i i specifically remember getting the dvd of that not seeing it in theaters but buying the dvd because it was on sale at like a target or something and yeah the the ending i don't know if we're willing to spoil the ending of now you see me uh but i suppose if you want to avoid spoilers maybe click that jump ahead button just for a second like mark mark ruffalo was in on it the whole time thus but like was actually like i i (laughs) like the whole movie is like they're magic but not really and they're trying to convince these people that they're not really magic but they are and then this guy who doesn't believe in the magic was actually real magic the whole time and also Mm -hmm. this guy who died pretended but he was magic and then they're like here's a magic carousel or something ugh they actually kind of were magic by the end of it like well that's this is what leo's you know video is about yeah, is so, like yeah. what is the <laughs> universe of this film uh another another one that i just remembered actually um yeah. that i is a fun little bit of uh internet history uh the book of henry which was directed mm. by colin trevorrow um bef- and i think got him removed from doing star wars episode nine he's riding high off jurassic world being like the third highest grossing movie of all time and they're like you can make whatever you want and he makes this weird perverted movie about a serial killer 
super genius child who creates a Rube Goldberg machine to punish his neighbor who's like molesting his stepdaughter or some shit (laughs) it's a truly baffling film and I saw it like opening night in theaters and realized what a train wreck it was and just started taking notes on my phone of all the unbelievable things that I was seeing uh, and I uploaded that to my letterbox and as the kids would say it, it popped off like I still get several notifications a day of someone coming across this review and commenting on it being like what is this movie <laughs> i've never heard of this but this is baffling that this you exists. should it's 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 a great kind like i wouldn't call it the worst movie i've ever seen it's awful but you can have a good time like making fun of this movie you just can't as i was like sit there and be like what is this <laughs> Wow. 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 Yeah. Uh, 38. Who's your favorite actor or actress? I think that Michael Shannon is a very powerful actor um, and he gives some great performances. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, Tilda Swinton uh, in my, my, uh, my top tier in terms of like number one with a bullet. Mm. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I want to get. I want to get some of these names right. So I, I had my letterbox here open already. Um, there is a Chinese director, uh, Zha Zhangke, whose movies I got really into, and he, his partner Zhao Tao, stars in a lot of his movies. Um, and his movies often deal with like the passage of time and so they're set in different time periods and she will like play the same character in a movie that is like three chapters set 30 years apart um and just like convinces you and sells that like several of his movies are like that but um like yeah ash's purest white is the performance that she gives in that movie i think is one of the best performances i've ever seen on screen Uh, and i think it's i'm pulling it up here right now yeah i think it's streaming on Jeff Bezos is Amazon Prime. If anyone Ooh. at home wants to watch that movie, I I recommend watching the movie. There you go. That's a good caveat. I like it. Uh, Thirty nine. How cool was it in Jurassic Park when the Raptors were running through the kitchen? I think about that scene like every day. Honestly, as well um, you should. As well you should. Yeah, it's really cool. The Jurassic Park movies turns out they're good. Really good. The Velociraptors. Yeah, turn out like Velociraptors are not like underappreciated as a dinosaur because they're sort of like the stars of the Jurassic Park franchise. But I feel like when people talk like dinosaurs, you always go, oh, like a T-Rex or a Pteranodon or something like that, or even like a Brachiosaurus. Um, But nobody, like they aren't, they're iconic, obviously. I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say, but you know, they're not like, they aren't given enough credit. Yeah. Is what I think. Because people, same as the, uh, you know, what, animal could you beat up in a fight they go for the size they Mm -hmm. go for the heavyweights yeah but the velociraptors are on the ground floor they're putting in work uh, and yeah they should get their due especially if those dudes had feathers come on now that's cool Mm, that's true just flying around fluttering fluttering in people's faces why not uh question 40 first show as a kid you got really into like a television program yeah uh full house Ooh, yeah nice that was the first like show where i realized like oh there's like chronology and characters to be invested in and it's not just like 
antics. Um, <laughs> so in that way, it was my first anime. <laughs> Full House was your first anime. Is, yeah, absolutely. That's the header quote right there. <laughs> I was like in, importing the box sets and everything. You gotta go. You gotta go. Dubs, not subs. It like... was like, yeah, see, season four, part two, and I'm like, I have to wait another six months. Jeez, sheesh. <laughs> Are they gonna ever change the theme song? Because they would, they would like update the little visuals and the splash screens and what with different costumes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the, the the whatever the current age of all the people were. Mm-hmm. Time oh, yeah. skips. <laughs> Had a lot going. Uh, Forty one. Who should play you in a movie of your life? Andy Samberg. Mm. I feel like it, I feel like it would be a full circle moment because, uh, you know, I modeled my personality a lot around those early uh, SNL digital shorts and Lonely Island stuff. But yeah, there's just no other. There's no other option. And um, yeah, those early digital shorts i i I, i'm sure i've gotten to a diatribe about this on a previous episode but man what a game changer those are i Mm -hmm. don't think i don't think they're as people don't realize how much that really changed comedy for the next like seven years going forward like everyone was just cribbing that style yeah uh bonkers like when they're having the heart-to-heart conversation but they're just eating heads of lettuce on the (laughs) stoops i love that there's so many gold and and all the music like i would i would wear those songs out you know yeah remember like they're probably still all if i like heard the instrumental could probably still give you all of those songs absolutely memory (laughs) what a talent uh 42 Who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person? Uh, Hideo Kojima, again, I would Whoa. say. Or, uh, yeah, I think so. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I've met the man a couple of times, actually. I uh, produced the YouTube Live at E3 uh, 2019, 18, this would have been. Um, and, yeah, he was... I was working behind the scenes at the the old Jeff Keeley live stream, and oh. uh, I was like, you know, working the green room and helping people get on stage and and getting some, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, and yeah, got to hang out with the old man. Uh, not not a, not a uh, conversational fellow, but that's okay. <laughs> and then yeah, I went to this weird little, not little, uh, the Death Stranding like launch event here in New York City. That was a truly baffling experience, but you know, bumped elbows with the man again. Wow. Did he recognize you? Give you like a oh, secret no. handshake from across the room? Or... No. He just he pointed and he goes, there he is. That's my guy. <laughs> That's my man. He's still got that mustache. It's weird. He could, but he pulls it off. I don't know. <laughs> is that Kojima vibe? I don't know. Uh, 43 TV show or podcast you love, but you don't think anyone else knows about. TV show or podcast that I love that I don't think anyone else knows about. Uh, lately, I've been listening to a lot of QAnon Anonymous. Now, before the FBI knocks at my door, I want to explain what I just said. Uh, this is a podcast by a lot of, you know, ostensibly leftist cultural commentators. And what they do is they've essentially, you know, devoted their careers into tracking online conspiracy theories and, you know, 
right-wing extremism and all of the things that are really uh, not good in our country right now. And they give some of the most well-researched and in-depth reporting and insights into this phenomenon. I think the whole, obviously, like dissemination of information and, and breakdowns of, of persona on the internet is like a foundational uh, issue to our society at the moment and one that will not be like directly addressed even in the face of like uh, a literal insurrection in the country but we just sort of like forget about that and move on and so I like to and I don't want to say like keep myself informed but just like be aware and have an understanding of why it is that some people think the way that they do um, and so yeah. I've really sort of enjoyed listening to this podcast that will just like you know it, as if as 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 if it were like a news podcast for that community, but like explaining why think why they're believing the things that they do, uh, and like why there are these like large movements and gatherings that like you know to someone who doesn't listen to the podcast like would seem surprising or come out of nowhere. But what yeah. what this show has given me is like an insight into the way that like all of this stuff will just keep happening. Oof. That sounds fascinating, but frustrating. It's, it's you know, I, I like to, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like to stay, t- keep it top of mind. Yeah, that's probably a good call. Uh, 44 favorite comedian. Oh, man, we've name dropped a lot of them here. Uh, Andy Samberg, John C. Ray, I guess not a traditional comedian. Uh, you know, he's in the news. Bo Burnham, uh, I think, is like an inspiration. And his yeah. new... His new special has really just refocused for me how important his art is in my life. Because, uh, you know, he was a classic YouTube guy who, you know, made thoughtful, funny stuff and then has only grown more thoughtful and more funny uh, as the time goes on. His his new special Inside, I think, is like the defining piece of quarantine pandemic art nobody else needs to make anymore. Uh, <laughs> but I've also revisited his directorial debut eighth grade which i think is a really sweet and like understatedly powerful movie that is about still about like the broad themes of his work which is like you know being what it means to be on the internet and also like to deal with anxiety but he's kind of like transplanted his view into a more like approachable character and situation i think it's really like a really sweet movie wow Um, and the final scene in that movie is one of like I, I remember seeing that movie in the theater and the, I won't like ruin the final scene for people who haven't seen it, but like the final scene is a date uh, between like two of the characters in the movie. And it's one of the like, it's really heartwarming and really funny and like, you know, a little cringy because they're kids and they're just such great actors. But I was basically like bouncing up and down in my seat, just kind of like screaming like this is, I can't believe how <laughs> good that like just how, how great, what great filmmaking this is. Uh, I think it's really special. That's amazing. Yes. Uh, 45? <laughs> Possibly same answer. Best Saturday Night Live cast member. Yeah, Andy Samberg for me. Foundational. Um, yeah. That whole era, I think, what people like always like to say, oh, like, SNL's bad. SNL's always been bad. But I feel like that era that I was, like, you know, actually tuning into it every night because I was, like, too young to have plans on a Saturday night that would take yeah. me outside but I was cool enough to be like I'm gonna stay up until 1 a.m uh, and watch the Kanye West rants on SNL or whatever it is <laughs> but uh, that whole like those seasons with Andy Samberg, Will Forte, Fred Armisen, uh, Kristen Wiig, Bill Hader 
that was like a, a sort of a golden age in and of its own right, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I I, I want to say I'm stealing this quote from Dan Reichert, maybe, probably. But he goes, I, I believe he said that uh, SNL has always been somewhere between a B and a B minus. Like, there are A's in the show. There are also a lot of C minus D's on the show. Mm -hmm. But, like, for anyone just to say, like, SNL is bad or was bad is, like, very much generalizing. And, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. That that generation is uh, phenomenal. Uh, 46. What's the nerdiest thing you've done? Uh, the last four or five years of my life i don't know i don't know what to tell you um i mean i'm staring at a reflection of myself on my computer screen sitting in a uh, bright pink uh, diva gaming chair that cost me uh, multiple hundreds of dollars <laughs> let's just say so i feel like that's probably the most um, sizable like investment into it mm -hmm. um last year one of my quarantine hobbies was i finally built myself a pc which is something i've been trying nice. to do for a while and that really felt like I'm not uh, an engineer in any way, but that felt very fulfilling to do. Um, so basically, yeah, where I'm sitting and what I'm using right now is kind of definitely a downslide, or, you know, I, I consider it an upslide, but definitely uh, leaning towards the nerdier scale, let's say. Hey, nothing wrong with it. Absolutely. Uh, 47, least favorite state. One of those little ones. Uh, like Delaware too small come on <laughs> just, just get, grow up yeah get combined with somebody else you don't really you don't really need to be your own thing just chilling out down there just having i don't know crabs or whatever they do i don't know <laughs> not having crabs but yeah, yeah oh you know eating, you can't even come up with a stereotype for them because they're so inconsequential <laughs> i don't have a stereotype let's, for let's, can we can we just trade delaware for like dc at this point now you know what i mean you're not even yeah. You're not even losing the letter D. It's representation still stays there. <laughs> Come on. Let's think Probably about this. Probably similar population. If, if push came yeah. to shove, like, yeah, the numbers really wouldn't have to change that much. Joe, Mr. President, hit my line. I've got ideas. <laughs> we, we I just want to chat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 48. Best thing you've ever won. Um, not a real winner. You know, <laughs> I don't uh, I don't enter a lot of contests and I'm not uh, when I was an athlete. I mean, like I won a lot of like races, uh, but I in swimming, but I never like was a state champion or anything like that. I'm trying to think if I ever got got super. I won like I won 20 bucks, at, like like a scratch off lottery ticket. Somebody got me for my birthday last month. That was kind of cool. Not bad. Not bad. That's all I got right now. I don't know what to tell you. I keep answering these damn uh, new egg shuffles because i'm trying to buy a new gpu yeah. and I, I every day i'm like does anyone are these just a joke are these like a cruel little game that they're playing where they're like go click on the thing you want and maybe we'll email you and say you can buy one now come on now it's like season two of lost where all the notebooks were just going into an empty field like they just weren't going exactly anywhere. <laughs> I, I feel like i've been a very like lucky and, and privileged person in my overall life and so uh, I, you know uh, being, you know, the person that I am feels like a victory in and of its own right. But unfortunately, no, I've never uh, like free PS5 shipped to your home uh, from Taco Bell. Not me, unfortunately. I hear you. You've won the friendship of Hideo Kojima. Yeah, let's say <laughs> Surely, that. What more could you ask for? 
Uh, 49. Is there anything you've collected or have a collection of? Yeah, we talked about the old uh, the old record collection. Mm. Uh, I got those Criterion Blu-rays, baby, and blasting through them. Um, I love physical media, as we already talked about. So I like to collect. I'm not like a completionist in any regard, though, is the thing. I just like to like have the things that I like. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of Amiibo, but it's just the characters that I enjoy. I don't feel the need to buy like who's a Smash character I really don't care about. Oh, man. Um, Palutina. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the Palutina just... Amiibo. I, I, cool character, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like I'm going to get asked some questions about that one. Yeah, that's fair. Probably got... 99 of them. Hey, God willing. <laughs> uh, question 50, dubbed the Ryan Davis. You're in a fight to the death. Oh, another, no. With another person equal to your size. You're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a six-inch non-serrated knife. Knowing the weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Which do you choose, knife or bat? You're lucky that I've spent a lot of sleepless nights staring at the ceiling thinking about this question. <laughs> um, for anyone, me, Anyone who's heard it should spend at least a couple of sleepless nights thinking about it. That's the sign of a true pro. For me, it's the bat. More range, more versatility. And I think in a direct matchup, the bat can do more against the knife. Like if you you, mm. you can get the other person's hand or like redirect the knife itself with the bat. I think like the advantage that the knife might have is you can throw it, but then it's not your knife anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. So can you ever really own a knife? yeah no i i hear you i hear you the defensive capabilities are strong with the bat for sure right like i feel like i'm not gonna if i'm holding a little knife and somebody comes like wildly swinging at me with an aluminum baseball bat what do i I, i'm gonna look like a streets of rage npc just like (laughs) slashing that thing back and forth you know what i mean Uh, my animation cycle is gonna be busted i'm gonna be clipping no need to go anywhere just Maybe get up and stretch your legs, stretch your arms, do the thing where you like crack your knuckles. It's supposed to be good for circulation. We got plenty more questions to go, uh, but uh, while we're on this mid-roll, time for me to shout out the wonderful people who do the music for this here show. Like the song you're hearing right now is from the Mini Vandals. The song you're going to hear next is from DJ Williams. The opener's from Diala, and the closing song is from Single Friend. All royalty-free, all one musicians but while you're stretching if you feel like you know giving us five stars on itunes i wouldn't be against it write a little review hey that'd be really nice but uh i think we've stretched about all we need to let's jump back into the show It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
Uh, so AJ, mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, a fair amount of people, I don't know the exact number, but I certainly know you uh, from the wonderful uh, Game Query podcast, RIP Game Query. Allegedly wonderful. <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. I'm All saying right. it's wonderful. All right. Uh, a heck of a show. Uh, too good for this earth. Um, uh, also, of course, the Indie Heads podcast, uh, of which you were a part of. Uh, and now recently, um, uh, you you moved, well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but moved uh, a little bit from the journalism side of things to the uh I don't want to say PR side of things, but the... the... It, it basically is. It's been like a long walk here uh, okay, in okay. my transition from uh, like journalism to marketing, we can call it. There you go. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Over at uh, our friends at uh, Epic Games. Uh, uh, little, old, little old studio. <laughs> yeah. Little grassroots studio out of there. Um, but, but, but my little question for you is, uh seeing where your your life has has come from and uh, you know aspirations to be uh, if you could uh, if you could kind of scratch a magic lamp and and have your dream job in 10 years obviously not affecting anything that you have right now what would that what side of the industry would it be in would it be in a totally different field would you just jump into paleontology like you've oh, always man. wanted that would be great uh you know, wh- where would you like this road to kind of lead? Is my is my question. Um, I've I've always uh you know wanted to end up on a more uh creative track or sort of you know producing um some some sort of art or or projects. Um, yeah. And so I think it's always been a goal of mine to like, even if you know maybe those aren't the the skills that I necessarily have myself to just ascend to the highest rung there uh to even be like close to the process and have things that i can be a part of and then collaborative efforts uh that are fulfilling and meaningful um you know that's stuff that feels super great uh when i consider like what it is that i want my career to be i don't necessarily need to like be uh, the auteur, the single driving force behind a thing. But I think it's really important to be a part of things that you can take some pride in. Um, and that's been super great uh, in my short experience here at Epic so far. Um, we've, uh, since I joined, launched uh, early access for the Unreal Engine 5 uh, and nice. seeing a lot of the developer response to that and the community talking about how excited they are to, you know, get in there and mess around with that has been really like heartening uh even though i didn't write any of the code you know or (laughs) or come up with kind of the software itself but to be tangentially involved in that process has been really uh really nice real pinch real pinch yourself moment you know yeah Uh, totally to be a 13 year old playing gears of war 2 for hundreds of hours again and then this you know the studio logo that comes up at the top of that game uh would be paying my rent uh in a few years that's a pretty good feeling uh, that's awesome and and uh i, I wish you you know upwards and everything everything good coming your way you, you've you've worked uh, your tail off for it and uh i'm, I'm just a fan myself so <laughs> that's that's for you but uh but hey we got a whole nother page of questions here what are we 49 doing? more to go i'm no mathematician but i think you're right <laughs> i am i'll say okay <laughs> uh 51 what's your phone wallpaper right now 
Oh man, put me on blast with my phone wallpaper right oh. now is a cool screenshot from the Unreal Engine 5 demo with the big robot standing there because we because uh, I helped make a lot of those for when we did that. And I was like, this is cool. It's fun. Yeah. So, you know, a little humble brag there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 52, what's the last thing you Googled? Hmm. Well, it was uh, Coca-Cola Wikipedia, which okay. happened on this on this <laughs> recording. So it's a redundant question because you were here for it. I was it, but you know what? If you're listening at home, just look this up because this is this it's is a, a piece cool, of lore. It's a cool picture. Yeah, it honestly is. I was expecting like pure shill of Coca Cola there, but this is pretty slickly designed. I gotta say, I'm I'm impressed. Uh, Fifty three. You have to name your next pet without seeing them. What do you name them? I've always wanted to have a dog named Raiden. I think that's a cool dog Ooh. name. Um, and knowing myself, the kind of dog breeds that I would like, feel like it would be out of place to have that name. That's a great name. It's a great name. Uh, 54. What professional wrestler would you compare yourself to? Here's the thing about me. Okay don't know a lot of professional wrestlers Interesting. i only have so much room in my brain and i've just <laughs> accepted that i'm not gonna move anything around to fit wrestling lore in there but mm. there's a really cool video i like on the internet uh that's an interview with hulk hogan where he talks about he's the cream and the cream of the crop always rises to the top and i like that tweet where he says my wife asked me if today was Friday, and I said, no, it's chest and back day, brother, HH, because that's how he signs all of my tweets. So yes. Hulk Hogan, but just the funny Pure. tweets and quotes yes. part and nothing else <laughs> potentially problematic about him. Okay, I got you. And a fashion icon. Let's get it on the record. That's true. The handlebar mustache with the stubble, he, mm-hmm. he, you know, he pulled it off. Man knew how to wear a headband. It's true. Now, my inner wrestling fan does have to be the the um actually nerd. And I think the first, the cream of the crop was actually Macho Man Randy that's, Savage. Yeah, okay, that's it. Yes, you're right. You're right. See, Everything I, I, else was Hogan. Okay, I told you how little I know about wrestling. So, yeah, you know, screw Hulk Hogan. Let's go with Macho Man Randy Savage. There you that's go. the one. Uh, yes. Uh- <laughs> I, I know these guys as like flamboyant uh, characters in cool spandex outfits who say funny stuff. Which is correct, <laughs> which is wholesale correct. Uh, but I, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have slept right at night if I didn't just put that in the universe. I would have, so. I would have, I would have made you take this podcast down, and we would have re-recorded the entire thing, and I would have said everything exactly the same word for word, except I would have not misattributed uh, <laughs> the cream of the crop and the cream always rises to the top to Hulk Hogan, as as well you should have. Yes. Uh, question. 55 what's your comfort food on a bad day comfort food on a bad day okay uh unsurprisingly there's been a lot of bad days in the past uh 365 of them and so where i'm living these days i've got like a mcdonald's a block up the street and it's a nice evening time walk and let me tell you what uh a mcdonald's large fry that sodium sometimes is just hitting different um so I'll tell you, I'll get maybe I'll get a chocolate shake, maybe get a little nuts with it and start dipping those fries into that chocolate shake. Oh, all right. I've 
<laughs> I know I'm, I'm sure it's been on a McDonald's menu for 50 years, but I've just recently came into the uh, realizing that a McFlurry is a thing. Oh, that's a treat. So I, I know it's like an internet meme and a joke, uh, but the ice cream machines are always broken at the McDonald's and so they can't get you a McFlurry. But when you walk in and you're like, can I get an Oreo McFlurry? And they say, yeah, what size? It's like, ooh. <laughs> the Lord was smiling down on me today. Let me tell you what. Heart goes a flutter there. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, 56, favorite smell. Oh, my favorite smell. I... Um, I love candles. I do. Mm. So I've been learning the the scents that I like or don't like. Um, a nice sandalwood, a nice cedar, kind of a, a foresty smell. Um, post rain, kind of standing in the woods, actually by an open body of water, perhaps a running river, uh, on a fresh, cold morning. There's nothing like it. There's nothing better. Which is like impossible to compare to a thing but if you know you know yeah that's setting a scene right there yeah absolutely uh 57 best candy the best candy for me once again exposing myself as someone who uh has problematic interests haribo gummy bears I, I believe the corporation is tied to some weird German nationalist stuff, but those little those little guys, they're tasty. They're very tasty. And here's the thing: you would you're yelling at your computer right now, your your podcast listening device. Just buy a different brand of gummy bears. Unfortunately, the Haribo ones are just built different. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> you can't it's, just get quick check brand or no, whatever it's the blood money if you've ever had a bad gummy bear too like you know you know that there's a kind of rubbery plastic feel to it and you're like scarred for life and then you return shamefully to the haribo and life's yeah. good again it's the blood money quote unquote put it on the bag honestly <laughs> i found out that the um not a candy but the uh celestial seas uh they make the sleepy time tea with a little bear who oh, looks yeah. really cozy. Yeah, yeah. That's apparently a really screwed up company as well, oh, like no. on some cult stuff. And I'm oh, like, I, I like literally sometimes need that stuff to fall asleep. So can we not? I got a box of that for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, 58 worst candy. Almond Joy. Oh. And here's the thing. Personal answer. I'm allergic to almonds. Well, there you go. So I'm always going to turn down an Almond Joy. Sorry. <laughs> almond Joys are coming for your head. Dude. And you know what? No, here's what I'll say, though, actually. I'm rethinking this now. At least they have the decency up front. Hey, there's almonds in here. A lot of bars, chocolates, little snacks won't. We'll try and sneak a nut into your body uh... system. So so I'm sorry, Almond Joy. Uh, let, let, let's let's let's. Uh, let's see, candy. With... Let's put another candy on blast here. Yeah. Let me find, like, there's got to be something that's really foul. Payday. Mm. Screw you, payday. <laughs> well, hold on. Actually, take that one back, too, because that's just peanuts, and I'm not allergic to peanuts. Uh, oh, boy. This is, we're going on. I'm taking the, the listeners on an adventure here. We're at a rabbit hole. I like it. Here's something I've never heard of before. Roshan Loose Candies Nut with caramel well and and now here that they're 
they're putting nuts in it. Let's see what a let's see what like a cashew candy is. Um, yeah, these are all these are all sort of boutiques. Unfortunately, it might still have to be almond joy, and we'll you we'll know what? Leave it all in and double it. <laughs> um, oh, almond, almond joy! A, you know what you did? What's in a mound? I think mound is everything in an almond joy except the almond. <laughs> That's fine with me. <laughs> it's all coconut and chocolate. I, I think I'm pretty <sighs> sure. Yeah, it's. It's Almond Joy. Sorry. Sorry. Duality of candy. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's just what it is. I am just like feverishly clicking through (laughs) Google candy results right now. Your recommendeds are going to be so screwed up now. It's going to be nothing but candy for weeks. Nothing personal against Almond Joy. I want to be clear. It's just that if I ate one, I would die. Which is, you know, personal to you, at least. Definitely. I like being alive. It's a good stance to take. Uh, number 60. What's a food you've never eaten? Food I've never eaten. I'm, I'm thinking about all the foods Ooh. right now. Um, the Rolodex of... <laughs> I've never had shark fin soup, and I don't think I ever mm. will. Let's yeah. not make that anymore. What if we yeah. didn't do that? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Seems like a uh, kind of finite resource that uh, I don't know. Let's they need they they women. They need those. We don't. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Uh, I'm gonna go back and edit this one in because I actually missed one. Uh, Fifty nine. What's a restaurant you'd recommend? Hmm. Well, I I have very like I've something that has affected my life a bit since I stopped eating meat and realized that I had a nut allergy is that most restaurants I walk into unless they're like you know vegetarian or like a sushi place when I look at the menu I can like eliminate a good chunk of it if it has either like meat or nuts uh and go well I'm not gonna have that so my like restauranteer experience is pretty uh like limited um but we can talk about fucking pizza baby we can talk about a a classic New York a slice. Uh, my favorite slice shop in the city is a little guy called Scars Pizza, uh, sort of in an area that they're calling Two Bridges. That's right, sort of below uh, the Lower East Side. But it's just a real sort of like classic little New York pizza shop. But the slices are big. They've got a lot of bite to them. Uh, they keep little squirt bottles of Mike's Hot Honey around. Uh, and it's just cool. got a cool decor in there. Um, and it's by one of my favorite theaters in the city, the Metrograph. So Plenty of plenty of nights for a young AJ Moser here going to see a, an art film at the Metrograph and then stuffing my face full of uh, a slice or three from Scars. That sounds like a heck of a night. Let me and it's you. Scars with two R's. Ooh, that's good SEO. Yeah. Right, yes. <laughs> uh, 61. What's the strangest food that you have eaten? The strangest food that I have eaten. Um, well, when I was in Japan and I still ate meat, I ate, uh, a, you know, slice of Kobe beef in Kobe, like in one of those, you know, authentic little steakhouse things. So I feel like the, you know, the conditions pretty, pretty unique there. Um, yeah, like capital K Kobe beef. So that's always something I'm like, wow, kind of crazy that I did that. (laughs) 
that's like getting buffalo wings in buffalo like Ex- just, exactly which is a thing i haven't done yeah fantastic uh 62 what's a typical day off what is a typical day off new york city baby the big apple the city of dreams no two days are alike um i got a typical day i like to treat my sundays kind of ritualistically uh Mm. you know and that's like a classic sort of day off um waking up a little early as we talked about i've already i've you know we've done a lot of the work here on the pot i've already set up my morning routine of the shower the coffee um these days i'm gonna plop myself down at the computer it's gonna be like you know eight or nine a.m or whatever uh gonna fire up the new episode of blank check with griffin and david a fantastic film podcast gonna grind through some final fantasy 14 uh when that's over i'm probably gonna get up it's gonna be a beautiful day out there i'm gonna go take a walk go to the park probably read a little book uh swing by the farmer's market or a grocery store and get myself a nice little dinner to make whip that bad boy up eat that uh and then probably watch a film uh and go to bed maybe have myself a nice uh, glass of wine but those are those that's that's how i like i like to live my sundays here's one of them uh vaunted 99 questions follow-up question what kind of wine I, uh, I'm pretty open to almost all sorts of wines, but I do like a sort of, uh, fuller bodied red, like a Mm. Chianti or a Malbec or something like that. Mm. Not like a dark, dark red, but something with a bit of like a spice to it. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, 63 bucket list item that you've accomplished. Well, shit, going to E3 was a big one. That was like a real, that was a real moment of like, I am here like at E3 doing it. And it was one of the last ones maybe ever. So I'm glad that I snuck (laughs) that one in. Yeah, the nexus of the industry for a Mm -hmm. long time. So yeah, that's a phenomenal one. Uh, 64, bucket list item you probably won't accomplish. Skydiving. Ooh. Practically? fairly accomplishable i have a couple of friends who have sky dove (laughs) but i just don't think i'm ever gonna mentally get there i'm terrified of heights uh uh, i'm a nervous flyer an anxious flyer and the idea of getting myself to jump out of a plane not gonna happen yeah see i i think i'm probably in the same boat i i don't think i have an issue with heights I have an issue with heights when you can look down, <laughs> like when you can actively see your trajectory. That's when I have the issue. And and this will apply to me on like uh, the balcony, the third floor balcony of an apartment in Brooklyn. If I can like look down to the street, I get the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I've told stories on this very podcast where like even like the second story of a mall when mm-hmm. malls were a thing and yeah the mall of America those uh, glass railings and you just kind of look over and you go oh well all right nope I got a little <laughs> vertigo yeah there's um there's a museum here in New York called the Guggenheim the whole building is kind of built like a, a spiral staircase going up the top and uh the last time I was there I like got up to the top and would not even like touch the highest railing to like even think about peering over because I'm like I'll probably faint yeah yeah I, I hear you I hear you uh 65 dubbed by previous guests the realist question of the bunch oh man name of a friend you don't keep in contact with but regret it regret not keeping in contact with correct 
Yes. Hmm. Um. Gorsh. <laughs> Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um. Yeah, uh, I have a friend, um, and it's like we are in contact, right? But vaguely, like through you know, Instagram likes and stuff like that, but no real, uh, actual meaningful interactions. And it's someone who is a very close friend of mine uh, for for many many years. And just the nature of moving different places and doing different things with your life, uh, my buddy Aiden, good friend, and like yeah. it's the sort of thing where if ever we were in a room again together, I feel like it would turn back on immediately our friendship, but just uh, not one where we check in enough. Yeah. I hear you. It's the nature of, you know, distance. That's all it is. Uh, 66. What's a game that makes you feel nostalgic? A game that makes me feel nostalgic. Uh, Pokemon gold, or even Mm. now Pokemon heart gold, which I am replaying. Um, Oh, that's a good one the remake of the game that I feel nostalgic for, I now feel nostalgic for like the, that <laughs> game is old enough. I think, I think I I'm remembering this, right. That someone said more time has now passed since uh, heart gold, soul silver to now than it was from gold and silver to heart gold and soul silver. Oh boy. Yeah. That might, that might be wrong. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, like you're right. Yeah. Pokemon gold was the first like experience I had with the video game where I was like, yup. Wow. This is, this is it. Yeah. Cause in my books, those, I had silver personally, but that is like peak Pokemon, like doubled the amount from the old game, doubled the map of the old mm-hmm. game. Like, didn't get watered down in too many mechanics, which, you know, I have mixed feelings about the current gens, but mostly positive. Yeah. Uh, but that was just like peak Pokemon to me. So, yeah, uh, heart, gold, and what was it? Soul Silver? Soul Silver. Yep. Just taking that uh, formula, you know, quality of life improvements, graphical improvements, and just leave everything else. Yeah. They're, they're probably going to do a let's go version of those games pretty soon like they did so you know i'm it's a good time to be a pokemon fan i think contrary to what a lot of people will tell you (laughs) i would immediately pre-purchase those that's uh yeah the thing that i'm trying to let's i'm gonna add in a sub a sub question i almost said sub query here but you know old habits die hard (laughs) um so so the first games the kanto remakes Mm. were let's go pikachu and let's go eevee and i've been trying to think like who will they do for the johto games will it just be like let's go Johto or let's go Pikachu and Eevee Johto or will they do like let's go Pichu and Meryl I was gonna say Meryl feels like the home run Johto has a lot of they could do Mm. let's go uh Umbreon and Espeon but then you're completely abandoning Pichu like but can you go backwards to Pichu Uh, Apom's a cute kind of iconic Pokemon Mm. uh that they've got in there like Johto's chalk who's it gonna be are they going to Togepi was like the iconic Togepi Meryl maybe? Togepi like, Meryl feels like a good combo. Uh-huh. Just different enough in color schemes where they can really individualize it. Because that was another thing with P- uh, Pikachu and Eevee. Like right. one was kind of tan, one was kind of yellow. But then um, here's here's another thing too. Uh, and, you know, this could have been an issue for, for the Eevee version, but they just 
got around it but like the they don't let those pokemon evolve so you're telling me i'm gonna have a togepi in my party when i fight the elite four meryl i could see meryl's got high defense stats but like togepi is kind of by design an underpowered pokemon yeah Um, it's a a baby pokemon yeah and all those babies are you can't build an entire game around uh the mechanic of a pokemon that uses metronome so like that's (laughs) tough that's an excellent point they could do they could uh, go completely in left field and go don fan (laughs) <laughs> i love fampy yeah fampy's yeah. cool i was gonna say maybe um elekid magby those were like the Ooh. original version exclusives in uh that would be fun uh red and red and green were electabuzz magmar so that could be like a fun thing too those pokemon probably have decent enough stats i don't know it's something i think about probably too much you know um and maybe that could be the gimmick of this game is that they eventually do evolve into magmar and electabuzz like you yeah. get that moment of growth out mm-hmm. of them do they uh, just do ho and lugia um do they do mm-hmm. and and then here let's we'll inception this bad boy we'll go oh, another boy. layer deeper by the time are they going to make more pokemon legends games and are we going to get like pokemon legends celebi that's set in like a medieval johto because i would love to see that there's so much lore in the johto region yeah um, gosh i just it's like my favorite game world I want to uh, see what's up with that Sprout Tower. What's yes, going on there? I gotta know. I got, brother, I gotta know. <laughs> There's a, they have, it, it's an IP that is just, they have so much lore that they're just letting, letting bake under the surface. Yeah. I well, want to know more. This was, we, we were, this, this all started because of the nostalgia question, right? Yes. Um, okay. So I'll give us the kick now and bring us back up to the top level of the the dream that we're in but like the thing that was so captivating to me about gold uh and i guess silver i say gold just because it's the one that i played but like with its limited resources and like you know the at the time we didn't know it but like very sort of minimalist like art style and the direction and all of that and the score and the limited amounts of like text and story they could put into that game uh playing through pokemon gold like felt like visiting a sort of vibrant different world that had its own like culture and and like backstory and there were mysteries and there were things that felt like they existed outside of like the literal programming of the game which you don't understand as a child fully but like you know it just like totally felt like this is like actual magic um and a lot of my early gaming experience was on like the game boy like in the back of a car or something like that like i wasn't it took a long time for me to become the kind of like sit down in front of the TV and like traditional console gamer. Like most of my foundational experience with games was on the go uh, in the Game Boy. And so like that world that was just like, yeah, sure. I might physically be here in the back of a car driving on a Michigan freeway, but like I'm fully engrossed in the world of this game. Um, And like those specific feeling, that's why for the longest time I considered gold, like my Pokemon Gold, my favorite game, the best game I would ever play, uh, because those particular feelings were never again scratched until I played Breath of the Wild, which was the exact same sensation Mm. of like, this is something that I should look at and recognize as just a piece of entertainment technology. And yet there is a part of my unknowable spirit that is compelled and connected to the experience that I am having in a in a way that I cannot fully comprehend and it is just this rare like I don't I have not played like all of like all of Breath of the Wild like I've never gone back to like 100% completed or whatever but like the 
the 80 or something hours that I put into it are like the most meaningful uh, experience I'll probably ever have with a video game. Wow. Until something else comes along. You know, that's what I would have said about gold. But until Let's Go Don fan, and then we're all on a ride, please, baby. Please, yeah. <laughs> Give me Let's Go Smoochum. That's a Pokemon that exists. Oh, no. I try to forget that Jinx is a thing most of the time when I'm not playing You know, games. you think I, I like... They added it back in in the Sword and Shield DLC. It's in new Pokemon Snap. I'm like, guys, we gotta. Yeah. Jinx needs to be canceled. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's uh, I, I love it. I love it. Uh, 67. Uh, we might have gotten an answer. 67, what game have you spent the most time playing? If you if you were to take the Pokemon franchise as a whole, it would be a number that I should be put in jail for the amount of hours <laughs> I've spent playing those games. Um, like individually, yeah, gold, silver, heart gold, uh, black and white, black and white two, diamond, pearl, platinum. That era, uh, the DS era of Pokemon specifically, let's say, was like that's that's me. That's there is no HA Moser without those games. I got to drop a quick humble brag here for uh, uh, when you mentioned diamond and pearl. That's the, I don't know why I just struck at a point in my life where I had a ton of free time and I, it's the only game I've created a like living Pokedex. Oh yeah. 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 Where, you know, you have one of every Pokemon in the box. Like Mm -hmm. uh, it, it took for, and all 26 unknown. I made sure to like, do it right. Um, Including, isn't there like, an exclamation point and question mark. I think there's 28 yeah, total. There's 28 unknown. There, I, I, I went bonkers on that game. And uh, congratulations, thanks. you deserve the people. The people need to know that, <laughs> and, I, and I mean this. The people need to know. Uh, shout out to a, a, a podcast I was just on where I was telling that story. Got to rank them all. It's a, a Pokemon ranking. Show. They just take 25 random Pokemon and uh, kind of a ranking of fighters of Giant Bomb style. If you're, okay. if you're familiar with that show, oh, where man. it's just like they just add to an ever growing list every single episode. That was a guess. Who, who do I have to de- who do I have to direct message to get on this show? I can give you their info. They would, let's go. They would let's go. Let's it. do it. They are uh, Pokemon. Pokemon. Let's go. Yeah. Also, the video version has me in a Snorlax onesie. So, if that's not reason enough to view, I don't know what is. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. Who's your number one? Who's your guy? Who's my oh number one? Well, the the highest ranked I got on that show was Snorlax. I think I got him up. To oh no, you, I mean all time, all almost a thousand now. Who's your favorite Pokemon? <sighs> Call this ninety nine questions plus one because I'm asking you. <laughs> I the love table it. has turned. I have a like if push came to shove, I could probably find a cooler Pokemon looking through everything, but I have a real soft spot in my heart for Aerodactyl. I think I didn't ask coolest Pokemon. I said, (laughs) who's your favorite Pokemon? No no qualifiers are needed. Aerodactyl rules. I think it's Aerodactyl. There's just something so simplistic about his design. And then I, in my head, he's always linked with the move hyper beam because I had that in blue and it's just like he had to like, Hyper Beam, Takedown, all these moves that would be horribly inoffensive in like a tournament setting, but I just loved as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Aerodactyl. Yeah, Aerodactyl is the only Pokemon that I have in Pokemon Go. uh, One of the like rarest things that you can get, which they call a Shundo, which is a shiny Pokemon with perfect stats for Pokemon Go. So in in Pokemon Go, like your stats are ranked just in like three columns that fill up. So it's like three uh blocks of three and so i have a shiny aerodactyl with 
100 attack, 100 defense, and 100 HP, and it's the only one of those that I have. Wow. What, what's yeah. his shiny version is just like, isn't it's it like a different, gold? it's a different, no, it's a different shade of purple and like a lighter oh, okay. pink on his, his belly is like a deep purple, and then his body is like a light pink, which sounds like regular Aerodactyl, but it definitely looks different enough. It's, okay. Uh, I, I want to amend answer to an earlier question because now oh. the last thing that i have googled is shiny aerodactyl um <laughs> there he is yeah oh not his belly his wings that's what i meant his oh, wings okay. are that like violet color that like yeah 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 oh pretty cool now i would i would return the favor and ask you this question but it might come up a little bit later let's maybe, go maybe somewhere around the listener question part so let's you know you got to give him a tease here <laughs> uh question 68 what's something you've built with your own hands this darn computer we talked hey. about it. i feel like i feel like is the back half of the show always just hey i accidentally ruined all of your questions earlier in the show by <laughs> running my mouth um, that's exactly correct yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh for sure nope. that's perfect that's better than i i bought a pre-built i couldn't do it <laughs> hey you probably have better components than me because they're <laughs> impossible i was like yeah i'm gonna get a second hand used 1070 and oh the only power supplies that are in stock are 500 watts so this thing is just gonna like uh be very hot and very loud but it's mine and i built it with my own hands and it can run final fantasy 14 and that's all that matters it's really all you need uh question 69 best pickup line now this is why you get a on your podcast <laughs> Because this was my Tinder bio uh, all through college. And this will explain why I uh, had just a tragically doomed love life. Uh, <laughs> my iconic pickup line has to be, um, I'll, you know, I'll get in here. Oh, yeah, I'll here set, set the mood for go. you. Hey, what's your favorite Animal Collective album? <laughs> and And that was my Tinder bio because like someone I would have been interested in a romantic relationship with would have had a favorite animal collective album. <laughs> so it was just a way, like it was a way to save myself some time of being like, Oh, what's your favorite color? Uh, yeah. Oh, you seem cool. Want to meet up? Yeah. Let's get dinner here. Does Wednesday work? Oh, okay. How about Thursday? Hey, can we do seven instead of six? And then sitting down and being like, yeah, I really like this band uh, animal collective. It's like four guys who met in college and they trip out on acid a lot. And one of them wears like a big headset on it and they like record themselves yelling into the corner of a room. And then them just being like, I think my mom just died. I have to leave. <laughs> I'm getting a phone call. I can yeah. see your phone. Yeah. No, I think I'm getting it. I, <laughs> I think I, I, it's my other phone, the one that's like other. implanted in my ears. <laughs> I really got to go right now. You're skipping steps with that one. You know, you get to the meat of it. I, mm -hmm. I, I love it. Absolutely perfect. Uh, question 70. Have you ever had any good nicknames? AJ yeah the michigan militia the brooklyn militia uh <laughs> go go find game query on the dark web and you'll hear plenty of my <laughs> nicknames is that feed still up i don't even know at this i point. think so we me, blake and i always talk about one day just secretly on un unlisting the it and then we've we've got the whole thing archived so don't worry it's not going to go away forever but we're like wouldn't it be funny if we did a a prank <laughs> and, 
<laughs> pretended the podcast never existed. Those MP3s are going to become like NFTs are just like yeah, oh, lauded and, and traded on the dark web. This is how I'm going to make my millions. <laughs> no, I talked about on, on like one of our final episodes of Game Career, I talked about how I wanted uh, the podcast to become like a uh, Grateful Dead type community where people would mm. like swap their files and talk about the specific like oh you got to get your hands on this recording or like you know the energy on episode 54 was just so much different like they were i want people to be like selling bootlegged box sets and all that good stuff it's an honor the first time they did meet the gamer press oh yeah. man you wouldn't believe the audio quality is not all there uh-huh. but everything else is perfect oh no the leo's the leo's mario impression in episode like 12 before they had really <laughs> figured it all out is where it's really where it was the best oh gosh that would be ideal oh my god uh official uh, point holder on the game query leaderboard just again just a brag i had to throw it out there that's One right point you get him. yeah uh question 71 do you believe in love at first sight yeah i do nice i dig it 72 what's a big turnoff of yours What's a big turnoff of mine? Mm-hmm. Um, being into stocks. <laughs> We're just not going to get along. If you want to talk about your portfolio to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like most of what you're saying is going to be t- tuned down in the attention <laughs> that I'm paying. I think, yeah, the Venn diagram of people who answer what's your favorite animal collective song and have an answer for it and say do you have a lot of stocks and the answer is yes those are just two separate circles i think yeah and i'm (laughs) i'm firmly planted in one (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's fair uh 73 do you consider yourself an artist i don't know i wouldn't like maybe i do i don't think i would like identify myself as an artist but maybe uh, internally, I would consider myself an artist. And I think that's more important. Exactly. That is correct. This this whole podcast is all about the introspective growth that is gained from these questions. And that's right. That's what that's about. Uh, 74, what's something you tried to cook and failed? One time I... Uh, and this is a very easy thing to to do, but it was like when I was in college and was like, damn, I have to start cooking for myself or whatever. I tried to like do some, uh, you know, pinto beans overnight where you drain them and soak them and everything. And they were undercooked and I, or uh, not like undercooked, but under soaked sort of. And it turns out that they contain like a very harsh chemical that will just make you vomit. And so like I, I made a bunch, I ate a bunch and then I returned them all to my toilet. (laughs) It's a very polite way of saying that. I, mm-hmm. I respect it. I like it. Uh, question 75, dubbed the Ben Hansen. Oh, uh, after going to be a good one. First guest of this year's show. What's the greatest piece of art ever made? The greatest piece of art ever made, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is... Uh, Arcade Fire's Funeral, their Ooh. 2004 debut LP. Um, I think that's that's everything I want art to be, basically. 
that's a fantastic answer. Just a fantastic album, really. Number one with a bullet. Uh, 76. Have you ever had something happen to you that yes. you would consider? <laughs> Question 77. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly along. Uh, have you ever had something happen to you you would consider paranormal? Yes, but Ooh. it probably wasn't. Uh, just because I'm a very anxious, nervous, and neurotypically afraid person um and just like noises in the basement or shapes from the corner of the room uh in sleep filled delirium that were probably just like a generator turning over but i was like well ghost ghoul demon i'm a big ghoul fan i think yeah (laughs) i would my 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 answer to your question i forget the exact way that you phrased it have you ever had something Happen, happen to you, to you would consider, consider paranormal my answer is yes i would i've had something that i would consider paranormal but was 100 percent not <laughs> no that's fair that's totally fair uh 77 would you ever use a ouija board sure <laughs> why not why not there's only one thing you do with it so you know yeah that's true yeah, why don't people come up with like Ouija board, like homebrew games? It's really what, only used for one thing. Like, would I ever use a, it? Or would I ever use a Ouija board to prop a door open? Yes. <laughs> Next question. I don't know. Uh, Seventy-eight. Simply, why? You know, <laughs> for the for the audience at home, that was like a dejected, you know, with an ellipsis <laughs> at the end, like open-ended question, but. It's where, it's where we're at it's, it's it truly is uh 79 if given the chance when would you time travel to dinosaur time baby as long as i could mm. safely get out of there um i want to see one of those guys know what they really looked like see the feathers on those bad boys was the t-rex all he was really chopped up to be or was like the allosaur uh, a bit more important yeah uh, a bit more impressive that would be really sick just get a couple good HD photos from that and just bail. Yeah. Like my ideal time machine is like um, an A-wing from Star Wars where I can like fly around and be safe and contained. And then like, I'm also imagining that I like open a time portal and like fly in and then can also just create another one and get out. The logistics of time travel turns out uh, not great. You know, you got to really be careful with that stuff. Too much overhead. You mm-hmm. ask me. It's a little too much. I want to I ask another question, just because oh, we're, ta- we're talking about time travel. Do you think someone's time traveled already? Because if they had time traveled, what I mean by that is like, if they had time traveled already, it opens like, so do you think time travel exists? You asked me the question of, of where I could if I did. This, if is, I, great, this is a great question. Yeah. It's a great question. Um, in the year 2021, in this timeline. Yeah have has someone time traveled or a time traveler visited us i probably not i would say okay. i i'm going to say probably cuz i'm a i'm a hopeful romantic at heart and gosh i watched those youtube videos and it would be really cool if that dude at the tyson fight really did have an iphone yeah <laughs> like that viral video said he did but it's probably just that kodak whatever that they said it was um now if if and again this is a nerd rabbit hole 
But if the theories of time travel apply like Lost season five, yep, <laughs> that's my that's my canon time travel. Yeah, um, same. <laughs> Where you know we we might be uh, in the midst of a time traveler or or something of the sort, but it's the the the, the timeline is fixing itself as we go so we would never notice it's not like someone would come back and make this giant drastic change whatever they went back and did is canonically our timeline anyway that's correct it wouldn't matter yep it's a river it's a flowing river and you're throwing rocks in it the water is always going to take over the rocks no matter how many rocks you throw uh or whatever faraday said yeah (laughs) you gotta gotta go back and rewatch the constant dang it that show is so good it is. I try to sneak a reference in at every episode. A lot of people, a lot of people uh, won't or will tell you that Lost is not good. I'm here to say definitively. Mm-mm. Show, show rips. Show's good. Fantastic. Uh, I don't know if you can see it, but right there. Oh, oh right. the box set, the island. Yeah, the, bo- got, the full I've box set. Well. Our the... shelves look. Our shelves look eerily similar, <laughs> Mister Buell. Oh, it's too good. It's too good. If you want to hear me nerding about, nerding out about Lost, there's an episode with Beth May from the Dungeons and Daddies podcast. She's a big uh, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Lost fan, and we we go off on a tangent. So nice. Uh, that's a that's a brand synergy there. Listen Let's go. <laughs> we love it. Uh, question eighty: Have you ever made a sudden dramatic change to your lifestyle and stuck to it? Yeah, honestly, too many times. I I love to throw myself into uh, disarray. Moving to New York was like a five day decision that I made initially, wow. uh, and here we are. So definitely, yeah, it's something that I don't like about myself that I'll just like decide a thing and then do it. <laughs> And continue doing it, yeah. apparently. Well, I put myself into situations that are harder to get out of than they are to get into. Mm, okay. But I think there's some merit to that, for sure. It's like it's like the concept of people being like, well, to exercise, if I want to walk a mile, I'll walk half a mile away from my apartment. And mm-hmm. so I have to yeah. <laughs> walk the, back, uh, you know? The, the astrology meme accounts that I follow on Instagram would tell me that that's uh, Big Aries energy, mm. which is me. <laughs> classic big aries energy uh 81 what game show past or present would you love to be a contestant on i feel like i could crush family feud by myself i'm pretty good at that because like the the game of family feud is figuring out what other people would say right that's true yeah um and i'm i think i'm good at that i'm very like anticipatory Mm, i like it uh 82 what's a quote that you love um i really like it's a short quote now here that i'm thinking but i was thinking about this earlier um and it's a bit of an exchange but it's the david lynch interview where he says believe it or not eraserhead is my most spiritual film and the interviewer says elaborate on that and david lynch says no (laughs) uh yeah that's uh, a, a classic, classic Lynch. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 83. What's the best shirt that you own? I like the shirt that I'm wearing right now because uh, it doesn't have sleeves and it's really hot. It's this really is just hot. like an yeah. REI co-op uh, trail shirt. Um, nice. I have a cool shirt 
that I wore out this weekend that has a bunch of weird random shapes and colors on it. It's very uh, flamboyant, which is like not how I typically dress. I think I'm a conservative. I like just sort of solid colors and like dark jeans. But every once in a while, I like shush it up. Uh, yeah. There's a photo of it on my Twitter somewhere. Go go find it. <laughs> if yeah. you're curious. Go find it. Post it on June 4th at 6.37 p.m. <laughs> I just had it open for some reason. And what's that at? Oh, my at's uh, Radmuir. There you go. Uh, I want to see some I want to see some comments on that photo. 99 yeah. questions sent me here. Um, <laughs> and just to get it on the record, too, my Twitter at comes from uh, a, a Song of Ice and Fire fan communities from the, the blogs uh, about oh, wow. ironically appreciating the character of Edmure Tully, who is made out to be really lame and lackluster, but <laughs> imagining an alternate universe in which he was really cool. And instead of his name being Edmure, it was Radmure. And so that's my Twitter handle. <laughs> the, a, a fake joke about a potential spinoff of a extremely minor character from game of thrones extremely on brand yeah that's <laughs> that's amazing uh uh da, 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 da. oh 84 uh would you change your middle name no it'd like fuck up my whole game that we yeah. talked about earlier <laughs> <laughs> unless you change it to a completely different j name okay. jebediah <laughs> no i don't want that come on i like my name yeah it's a good one uh 85 it was teased earlier What's a good impression you can do? Uh, let me be clear. I love to do an impression of Barack Obama. Nailed it. Nailed it. it. <laughs> I'm, I wasn't going to give you my Tom DeLonge. I got to be. You know, I got to be a couple of PBRs deep for that one to come out. All right, all right, that's fair. Uh, eighty-six. Is there a tattoo you wanted to get but are glad you didn't get? Yeah, um, I probably would have got a tattoo of the album cover, uh, The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me, uh, by a band that, for good reason, doesn't exist anymore. Oh. Uh, and I'm glad I talked myself out of that one. <laughs> that would have been probably a cover-up piece at some point. Yeah, it would have turned into like a big black rectangle. Mm, yeah, less ideal for sure. Uh, 87, how would you describe your 16-year-old self? fucking nerd <laughs> but like you know but he was enjoying it right yeah um i love i love it oh that's a great uh 88 what's the worst injury you've ever had when i was four uh, mm-hmm. i was sitting on the part of a couch you don't sit on like the top part of it and i fell face first into a marble table and I split my head open, and I also broke my nose, basically just uh, oh, like boy. right in half. Um, and so they were able to stitch my head up, thankfully. But the nose uh, was like they're like noses, like your nose will grow and change over time. So even if we were to do uh, surgery and fix this, like when you go through puberty, it would just like readjust itself again. So we can't like set anything until yeah. you're like probably like 18 years old or whatever so i went through life with a busted broken nose you can barely smell things or breathe through it um and then i had this surgery where they basically just took kind of two metal rods and then like 
cracked my nose back into place. Um, but if you run your finger over my nose, which is hard to do on a podcast, this is uh, true. but you can feel how like parts of it aren't there and like jut out in weird directions. And also if wow. anyone were to ever like look up my nostrils, um, one of them is still pretty much entirely closed off, like just doesn't go anywhere because there's nothing back there. <laughs> wow. That does not sound like a fun experience. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of memories of when I was four, but I can't imagine it was a good time. <laughs> Probably not. And then the, the yeah. messed up thing is my parents just kept the table. I guess it was an expensive table. And then I was like, this is the thing that like messed my life up. And they said, well, no, you did it to yourself. You know? The table <laughs> just sat there. The table was an innocent passerby at all this. Yeah. Uh, question 89. What's a habit of yours you want to break? A habit of mine that I want to break uh, would be looking at the old cell phone and not really doing anything, getting trapped in the loop of apps where you're like, oh, this one's lost my attention now. So I want to, it's been 15 minutes since I was on TikTok. I'll go see what's up over there. And then 15 minutes pass and you're like, I wonder if anything new has been posted <laughs> on Reddit. And I'm like, I could go outside. Like I, I, I sit down to pass 10 minutes or something like that and then all of a sudden i'm like yeah i don't really have the time to like watch a movie or anything right now and then all of a sudden like 90 minutes later i'm like what did i just do yeah the answer is nothing yeah just lost time of scrolling yeah uh 90 home stretch time here how many more are there no way of knowing for sure yeah i have no idea have you ever lied on your resume No. Have I stretched the truth? Whom, whom amongst us has not? <laughs> have I ever put something that was like category? Have I ever put something on my resume that I could not in some way justify if pressed? Like, well, yeah. it was more convenient to say this rather than explain it. I'm glad you asked that question. No, not a liar on my resume. I like I'm, it. I'm a businessman. <laughs> And a business man. That's correct. Uh, 91, have you ever punched someone in the face? No, but I have punched someone in the back of the head. Oh, which is pretty spicy. I like it. Uh, 92, would you ever go to a nude beach? Again? Whoa! Um, I went to a nude beach once on accident and didn't realize it was a nude beach and left the nude beach. That's amazing. You know, sometimes those signs are not as obvious as you'd think they would be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from, a, from a New Jerseyan. That is uh, just a fact. Uh, 93, somehow not the realist question. When was the last time you cried? Let's think about this. The last time that I cried would have been uh, probably listening to this new Japanese breakfast album at some point. I don't know. I listened to it like, you know, around a lot. I couldn't give you the time and date, but it was definitely that. Okay. That's, a, again, another big, uh, uh, you know, slap on the back of that album like an album that came out three days ago so yeah uh, within 72 hours <laughs> is your answer that is high praise uh 
94, what's something you've done and will probably never do again? Hmm. Something I have done and will probably never do again. What if I said something like, be a, be a baby, <laughs> be one year old. What a, what a jerk. What, what if a, you, but if you catch that Benjamin Button syndrome, yeah, who what knows? A, what a, can you catch it? He's born like he's well, he dies with it technically, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, something I in my head canon. That's how it works. But who knows? Probably never do again. Uh, how about shoplifting? Hmm. I like that attitude. I like it. Uh, ninety-five best compliment you've ever received. Hmm. 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 Always surprises me when people uh, think that I'm intelligent or say like, oh, you're a smart guy. I think uh, I'm, I stay in my lane and I'm, uh, you know, good at the things that I uh, aim to be good at and know things about the things that I aim to know. I wouldn't consider myself an intelligent person. I can just uh, like, I will, uh, I know I could, I can get my way around the conversation, uh, but I'm kind of a, kind of a little dummy. (laughs) Well, I dare say that it plays devil's advocate here that realizing that you should be the one to stay in your own lane is probably a very smart move in and of itself. All right. Uh, so the greatest compliment I've ever received was at 9.21 p.m. on <laughs> June 7th, 2021. I was recording the 99 Questions podcast <gasps> with Bob Buell. And he said, what you just said. I'm blushing. <laughs> uh, 96. Tell me a joke. Um. Man, this one this one throws people off more than I ever. It's like it so. <laughs> yeah, it's an icebreaker, right? And you're oh. putting it as like the second to last question, and so it's, I'm like, it's deep in the list. <laughs> we're so into it now. Like, do I get meta and self-referential on the conversation we've been having for the past mm-hmm. two hours, or do I just say like, um, why did the painting go to jail? Why? Because he was framed. Yeah, that's a joke. That's a real Laffy Taffy. Crushed it. Mm -hmm. 97, 97. I'm glad that we introduced some levity into this podcast now, finally, (laughs) with three three questions left, because it's been so dour. (laughs) Everyone else is saying, yeah, they're just crying during the whole early first 95 questions. They're calling it the the come and see of podcasts (laughs) on the internet. Uh, 97 used to be a question that I wrote at and uh, was just not good. Uh, so I threw it out and replaced it with the listener question of the week. Uh, so if any of you fine listeners have a question, uh, you'd like uh, used on this show, uh, it's 99. That's of course the number 99 questions pod at gmail.com or on Twitter. Uh, and we got a couple good ones. So we're going to do this uh, kind of lightning round A couple. Round I, thought you, I thought you said one question here. Come on. Now this, you're, this... you're stretching the premise and title of this podcast with such liberal irreverence. This was established in ground rule number yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. I, I did consent. So <laughs> You signed to yeah, the terms away of you go. I hit the little Zoom dialogue when it popped up. Let's yeah. go. <laughs>
uh we got this one here <laughs> i mean this is just a good question from uh, uh saint peter aka andrew uh, i'd like to know if you cry yourself to sleep every night now that game query is over yeah me and blake were talking about this the other day we were like damn remember when we used to do a podcast uh it was fun we and what, a banger. what we where we both got to was nobody ever should have let us do that <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, man, real ones know, and that's the way that's the way the world works sometimes. Yeah. Uh, will will we stay forever not doing a podcast? Who can say? Uh, but Game Query is is no more. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, let's see uh, from the legendary uh, Funk Uncle. Uh, uh, I know it seems like a lousy question sometimes, but as someone who tends not to prioritize meat, it's always interesting to hear uh, the thing that pushed you. So why vegetarian? Or as you mentioned earlier, pescatarian? Yeah. Uh, my stomach was all sorts of fucked up and it was mm. just bringing my life down in so many ways. I couldn't sleep. Uh, I was taking strange bowel movements. I was just uh, nauseous and uncomfortable all of the time. And so it was like an experiment at first to just sort of see what the difference would be. Um, I didn't like cooking with meat very much and wanted to like creatively challenge myself uh, in, in the, the realm of culinary arts. And then once I realized that I had like not eaten, I think it started with like as much meat uh, and then turned into like, well, I haven't eaten meat in like a week, I guess. And then it was, I'm, I've been feeling good. And then it sort of just became the kind of thing that was like, eh, I don't need it, you know. Uh, I, I definitely miss a good uh, buffalo wing or some nice crispy bacon, but it's nothing, you know, it's, it ain't no thing. Yeah. Ain't no thing, but a chicken wing is literally. <laughs> and let me tell you what, let me, let me yeah. spills the real tea. The stuff that they're, the stuff they're coming up with these days, the stuff they're whipping up in those laboratories. Unbelievable. Yeah. For real, I I had an Impossible Burger for the first time maybe two years ago or something, mm. and granted that's like you know whatever the name brand of of all those kind of chemically not meat things. I was impressed. Color me impressed. I wouldn't if you didn't tell me, I would not have known the difference. So I, I, I'm sure they are making making a ton of headway in in a lot of departments there. Could could I have could I have given up meat in like 19 19- 89 when you literally were eating rustic dirt uh that you farmed from your own backyard probably not but let me tell you what science and our dear friend capitalism innovation baby fake meat and here's another thing this is the conversation i was having the other day i i believe like with pretty strong conviction that a lot of like chain restaurants or fast foods are just noticeable notable uh producers of food do not use as much like authentic organic meat as they say they do and i think there will eventually be some huge scandal or pushback where it comes out that like the mcdonald's quarter pounder with cheese is made with like 75 percent soy or something and those people on the internet are going to freak out and be like they are forcibly feminizing our children which is to be clear total bullshit but yeah. people are going to lose their minds when they realize that like yeah you're not eating uh you know that like the nature of food production in this world is not as holistic as you might imagine it to be yeah i think that ratio is slowly 
is slowly moving up mm-hmm. I, I could totally see that being a like thing. i uh if i'm if i'm hungry strolling through these hot streets if i'm pounding the pavement and i see a burger king i'll go in there and i'll grab an impossible whopper and are, are you're telling me that like everyone all the time is always going to be conscious of the difference between the impossible whopper and the regular whopper what if they just slip me a real one i probably would be like yeah, yeah. that was a fake break i have kind of forgotten what they taste like at this point i don't know it's wild yeah, it really is uh this question coming from a b hester no idea who that could be uh can you hold please- on a sec <laughs> hmm? what i wanted to say really quick was b oh, hester hey. hardly b knower thank you we got there gang we yeah. got there yes uh can you please ask andrew jeffrey moser see he knows if he thinks video games are art <laughs> well well here we oh, go oh boy um i mean like yes i think it's a yes but and mm. the qualifiers here are that like should we need to um i i think the case that a lot of people make for like short answer yes right in the, in the broad terms of what we consider art video games are art yes my objection to this is that like the case people make for video games being art often feels the need to talk art as a concept down and video games up and make broad concessions into how video games as a medium map onto forms that are traditionally or classically considered art, things like film or novel or painting or sculpture or whatever it is. And I think that like, we don't necessarily need to rigidly classify video games as art if we can acknowledge or, you know, artful experiences as things that like, you know, stand on their own with enough, with, you know, enough merit to be like, we don't have to consider. I, I, I also adhere that like the interactive element of video games is like worthy of a different qualifier than just saying art. I think there is some passivity to art, not in that it isn't engaging or whatever, but like most art is like you, um, you're a viewer, you're a, you're a viewer or like a consumer in some sort of thing. And I think that the yeah. way games make you an active participant is worthy of a qualification that is not the traditionally conservative definition broadly speaking of art now like are the games that people make artful yes absolutely 100 percent. the man's trying to trip me up he knew he knew this was going to happen whoever this <laughs> tricky little listener was this mysterious um, b hester parentheses yeah. well, two times coolest dude <laughs> if you ever if you ever had that dork on your podcast you would probably just say like yeah of course video games are art. what's the next question <laughs> oh my favorite tony hawk level it's uh poo poo city I, you know, I'm just assuming a lot about this hypothetical listener, but it would be something like that. Of course, of course. Um, and uh, last one of the community questions uh, from the Medium Marino. Uh, what's your favorite Pokemon and why do you hold it above the others? My favorite Pokemon is Quilava, which oh. shouldn't come as a surprise because, you know, Gold's my favorite Pokemon game, like was a very important game to my childhood and i started i started with cyndaquil i definitely liked fire again that's big aries energy um and i think quilava is like what what all pokemon should be the perfect balance of cool and cute like quilava is very adorable and huggable he looks like a happy little dog kind of ferret thing but also 
parts of his mane and tail are made of actual flames and he can do cool aggressive moves like flame wheel there's a lot of cool cards that were made uh during that run that have really awesome art of quilava and i remember in gold i got to the point in the game where my quilava evolved into typhlosion which you know typhlosion's fine but he's basically just a bigger angrier version of quilava that stands on two legs and i like how quilava and like typhlosion in the anime and stuff does run around on four legs but i think the compactness of quilava is is very cute and lovable and yeah it's just like my ideal partner pokemon so when i got this was the story when i got when my quilava evolved for the first time in gold and it was like your quilava evolved into typhlosion i like de- turned my save off or whatever and then just went back and kept him as quilava for the rest of the game just kept mashing b for the, the rest yeah. of the game yeah oh, that's oh he had an everstone on him you know you know the you know the you know the game i'll i'll expand on the question too because this is something i think about a lot too i'll give you my full party of six uh, oh, if it. Pokemon were real it. and I was a, a touring adventurer. So obviously Quilava. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotta have a Munchlax. He's like my little buddy guy. You know what I mean? In, in every Pokemon party, it's essential to have like your homie who I your, like hold. Yeah. yeah. Your ride um, or die. Yeah. Uh, well, funny you should say that. Another essential part of the Pokemon party, the Pokemon that you like would ride on if you needed to. Mm. For me, that's Metagross. Now, not the fastest Pokemon or anything. He can float and that's kind of cool. And I like how like his head is a table basically. So I can just sort of sit on him and float around. Um, so let me think. That's three. I love Halucha from X and Y. I think one of like the coolest new Pokemon that they've added. People like to poo-poo on those later gener- these later generations. Uh, but Halucha like rules, I think yeah. in, a cl- in a classical Pokemon way. He's like a luchador. Fighting flying is a really cool combination. Um Lucario, obviously, just like an all-around badass Pokemon, a cornerstone of the team. Uh, and then, hate me for being basic, but Blaziken, too. Like, those are my guys, my bodyguards standing yeah. beside me. So, you know, I'm rolling deep with the crew. Uh, in the box, hanging out, Sobble, Poplio, my homies. You know what it is, Bulbasaur, like icons, but I don't oh, yeah. want to have a team that's like all starters. So those are my guys. That's my crew. That's a solid crew. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna scare off some bug catchers on that one. I I tell you what, it's on site. <laughs> True, literally in those games. Um, uh, but the, thank you everyone for for submitting questions. They were all wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Ninety eight. What made you want to be who you are today? Man, like philosophically speaking. Uh. Gosh, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to re, I'm trying to lasso this question and get it into it. But like, um, I think the person that I am today is the person that I would have wanted to be. You know what I mean? Like, not mm. compromising, I suppose, is the answer. There was never a moment where I was like, I can check this box and like, I have achieved the thing and I'm now the person that I've wanted to be. I think like, I am happy and satisfied with the person that I am and validated and that if that were a miss that I you know am the kind of person who would do the thing to to change that so it's like a, a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way an Ouroboros of a, of a conundrum I, I love it I think that is a tremendous quality to have and a, a tremendous answer uh, but we've reached the top of the mountain here we are at 99 the titular question what do you want to be remembered for? Not game query. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it at that. 
which I'm worried might happen, you know? <laughs> give it time. Give it time. Um, I'm just playing. I mean, stones like that in was, a river, you know. Yeah. They, you know, uh, one of the last, one of the <laughs> last things we established with Game Query is that our fans are just little, that were just little pain piggies who lived to be derided by us. So I'm, I'm just giving them another hit there. Absolutely. Um, tremendous <laughs> i feel um, like i can't come up with a better answer than that I, it's no it's it's perfect we 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 can't top it and we shan't top it uh so uh aj I, I wish i could ask you more refresh out <laughs> yeah th- that's it's weird how that's every single question ever, ever. right i there will never up. be another one nope they put out a box set that was like this is it these are the questions yeah only Um, on hd dvd which is weird but hey comes with the time uh aj thank you so much for doing this this was an absolute pleasure holy shit what a good time yeah the fastest two and a half hours of my life i'll tell you what boom baby boom (laughs) uh is there anything you would like to plug, promote, float into the ears of our wonderful listeners here? Anything at all? Uh, the floor is exclusively yours. I mean, these days, just follow me on Twitter. I, I'm just shooting my brain thoughts out into the world there. So if I have something to plug sporadically or something I want you to check out, you can find it there. Um listen to the Indie Heads podcast, go back and find game query uh however it is you want to do that decode the cryptic args um just hang out you know what it is have a good time take care of yourself that's important um make friends enjoy a, a nice beverage of your choice on the freaking weekend be it a sparkling water or a brewski live your life you know have a good one that podcast recorded through a poker hand because all i heard was a pair of kings what a guy aj moser true legend of the game but you know we have no time to dilly dally the red lights on it's last call we got to figure out what we learned we learned that the true cream of the crop are the anime amvs we grew up watching now if you'll excuse me i have to go watch this tenchi muyo retrospective set to corns break some off we learn that video games with their interactive nature are actually above regular art uh the only other thing that we discussed today that's above regular art tri-state area breakfasts we learn that when you headbutt a marble coffee table the coffee table always wins We learned that water polo isn't the one with horses, apparently, and that your presence is the present. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go pre-order Pokemon Let's Go Don fan. I'll see you again in two weeks for our next episode. Until then, thank you, and good night.